Welcome, sinners and heathens, to Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm the priest that makes the mattress squeak. Jessup. With me as always, the germ that makes my unholy worm squirm. Stephlacacus Arius. Hello. Today's episode, welcome friends to the moistening, <laughs> the inslickening, the glistening. This episode uh, is going to be like drowning in sexual mucus. Yeah. I do I do believe. You're going to feel like a slug on the surfboard of love, floating down a juicy valley to the full bush bonanza. Um, You're going to feel like you... Are we, we going to be in the slug club? You're going to be in the slug club, genitalia-wise, for <laughs> faux show. You're going to feel like you are Professor X and you have Cerebro on and you're tapping into 700,000 people simultaneously having an orgasm. Or oh boy. like that time Steph, young, little young Steph got tiger beat and Jonathan Taylor Thomas was on the cover. You know, flashbacks. I, I was not really ever into him. What? Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Yeah. What were you? What? Eddie Furlong and uh, Jonathan Brandis. But looking back, like he, he was not attractive. Yeah. He was I, a weird I, looking guy. Well, I think, yeah, child's eyes and adult's eyes, you know, right? otherwise you'd have adults fucking kids and it'd be weird. No, but I mean, I don't And you know. do. If you, I was, I'm just saying. Things change and again. they should. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, as you probably know, like I, I J-O'd so much as a, as a kid, once I figured out how to do that, like it looked like I was like self mutilating uh, myself. I like how how the people have the compulsion to like pull out their hair. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they get like mm-hmm. bald spots. I at twelve, I would have had like the bush of like a nineteen seventies forty year old man, right? If I wasn't jerking it so much because it, it was just causing the friction, was causing yeah, bald all spots. The, the and, hair breakage. Dude, I was just like, and I would, and I would like, and I would be like outside with my friends, and I'd be like, why are we all acting? Why are we all out here playing like you know? with a ball or something right, like that. Like, like you aren't all thinking about, we should all be off. inside jerking. Are they thinking about jerking as much as I am? Cause I'm just, I'm oh, thinking about it right yeah. now. Did you think you were abnormal? I did. Did you? I did think I was abnormal. I would think like, dude, other people, I still think that to this day as like a 42 year old man, almost yeah. like I, I at least shoot like at least, at least three times a week. Yeah. And that's like, not like what, not this is by myself. Right. 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 So on top of whatever me and you are doing and I'm like, do other people just not care about sex or other people just not having sex? Like, am I like the weird one? I do think about it constantly. I wonder about that too, because you know, you, you hear like about marriages where like they have sex like once a month. I wouldn't that, be able to do know? it. But like, I imagine that the guy's just J-O-ing all the time. Right. I mean, but then sometimes, but then sometimes maybe not. not. Yeah. Right. Sometimes not. Because like I, I don't know. For me, I'm like, I've been I still with feel you. abnormal. Well, I'm say. I don't think you're abnormal. And I've been with you for so long that this is no- the normal, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's fine. But you don't see me, <laughs> but it's different though. Cause it's not like, because we have different schedules. So right, like right. when I'm jerking it, you don't really know I'm jerking it. Sometimes so it's like I secret, do. Secret. Sometimes I kind of have an idea. Yeah. When you don't come to well, bed. Because you're, you're listening by the door. Yeah. I have like my, I have like a can and I hold the can up to the ceiling and then I listen to the other side of the can so I could hear you. And you just hear like, what does it sound like? Chicken breast being slapped together? Yeah, it's just like a, like a wetness. It, either it's me. <laughs> like a sticky wetness. Meanwhile, if it was, if you could see the other side of the door, it's just me doing like drums on my knees <laughs> for like a new song I'm working yeah, yeah, on. And yeah. you're like, yeah, jerk it. Yeah, yeah, jerk it. I'm just like, da da <laughs> that's what's really going on uh yeah so we got a couple horny movies today uh more mm-hmm. than a couple uh four i think or five uh all kind of sex related stuff man yeah so you will 
I'm just going to tell you right now. Get if you're a, if you're a bro, make sure you got a sock near because you're going to need that like, sock to shoot in at some point. Maybe don't listen to this in public. Yeah. You're going to need a sock to shoot in if you're on the bus, <laughs> you know, make sure you get a double seat and put your bag down in the, in the extra seat next to you. So you got like a little blockage happening. Right. And if you're, but don't, don't do anything on the bus. That's awful. Yeah. And if you're a don't. woman, <laughs> get yourself the cleanest oven mitt you have because you're going to need to put that down your pants to be soaking up all the juice that's going to be coming. And you don't want to be wave running around town. I feel like that is not the most absorbent thing you could have chosen. But it's, but it's, it conforms to your hand. So just, you slide yeah. your hand in and you just pat it it's and really then you could bulky. slide your hand out of it. Right. Oh, then just leave your pants. it in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. But just don't get one that has like old, like Elio's cheese and like marinara stuck on it. I feel like people don't wash their oven mitts enough. Sometimes when people pull their oven mitts out, those bros look fucking scary. Yeah. They look like they were in like a Tom Savini John. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I talked about my brother, like when I had to duct tape another mitt to his yeah, hand when yeah. he fucking cut it all up. Uh, all right. So what do we talk? Uh, actually, what are we drinking stuff? You can get a start oh, with what we're drinking. Um, we're both drinking the same thing. Yeah. We went over to Tire Hands uh, Brewing Company last night and we grabbed a four pack of hop cream, which is a double dry hop, mm. double mm. India pale ale with marshmallow, mm. galaxy and Simcoe. Let me tell you, this is my favorite fucking beer. This one's good. This because one's really the good. marshmallow just gives it that fucking creme. Mm-hmm. If you can find shit that's brewed with marshmallow, it's out there. It's not just Tire Hands. Other people be doing it. It exists. IPAs especially. It just makes it... Or a stuff would say, especially. I don't with marshmallow in it. If it's especially has that, then especially you're gonna be like, you're gonna be doing like this thing that I do. Me and stuff do where like I twirl my hips around and stuff's like, yes, yeah, stir it, stir it, and then I do one quick thrust and she's like, and pop it. <laughs> That's what we do when we're in the bedroom. Stir it and pop it. But uh-huh. she says that, and I just do the motions, yeah. and then she's like, okay, now uh, I'm ready. And then she takes the oven mitt out of her pants. <laughs> And then she's like, it's time. It's time to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that oven mitt, when she takes it out, it's like trip, 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 yeah. trip, trip. And she like flings it against the wall and goes. And it and sticks it, it like sticks a piece and, of spaghetti. Yeah. And it slowly goes down the wall. <laughs> uh, I, I, what do you think about this beer? I told I, you, I told you it's like my favorite that they make. I like it a lot. Yeah. I think it's one of my favorites too. Um, it's good, man. It's good. I forgot. Like I forgot what it was until I tried it last night and I was like, oh yeah, I remember this. Yeah. It's real, it's real nice after you do like a, a five mile walk with your dog. Yeah. That was pretty epic today. Six Super mile epic. walk. My legs are sore. It's really cool where we live in Philadelphia because a lot of people don't think it's technically this city because it's like, what, 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 is, what is the slogan of our neighborhood? It's like the suburban city or something it's like, like that. like small town feel. Big city big vibes. City, so I don't know. Like something. Big, something. Big city penis, small, tight, coochie vibes. Mm-hmm. But that's what the slogan is. Big yeah. penis in a in a small cooch. That's we we shorten it in the neighborhood. And that's what we say. Oh, uh, you're 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 a yunker. Big penis, small cooch, right? Yeah. And we're like, yup, mm-hmm, buggers. I'm like, mush- and they're like, you the mushroom man. I'm like, you damn right, I'm the mushroom yeah. man. And not no bell, not no fucking bell button bottoms mushroom. I'm a baby fucking, criminy. You no, know, no baby criminy up in here. All right, all right. I'm a fucking portabella boy. Okay. Oh my god. All uh, right. What's those little thin ones that have like the thin stems and then the little toppies? I don't remember what they're called, but they used to be in that um, that vegetarian Chant- chantrell. Soup. Are they chantrell? I don't. Yeah, maybe it's the chantrell. I don't know if that's what that is, but maybe. We took Nandia. Yeah. So the cool thing about our neighborhood is you can like it looks like a city. Obviously, it's very hilly though. Unlike most of Philadelphia, it's just flat, a lot of trees, and we can also walk down to like the Schuylkill River where Main Street is or we can go the opposite way and you go back to the Wissahickon and it's awesome back there. It's, it's just so trees nice. and a creek and Nanny can go in the, in the water and you don't feel like you're in the city. Uh, so we did a big oh, old yeah. walk back it's there. It's so and he, quiet and, and clean. He was terrified. 
across oh, a bridge. Metal bridge. And like, because you could see through it. It's like a metal bridge, whereas like little slivers of metal that make up the bridge and they're all, you know, put together, but you could see through them. Yeah. He doesn't like shit where you can see no, through. No, he was real scared, but he, he did, but he did it. He did it. He did it. With did a, it. Overcame his fear. With the uh, help of his mama. Mm-hmm. I was just, I videotaped it. I had to get uh, evidence of this. <laughs> what, a, what a good boy. All right, Steph, Sodom and Gomorrah, guide, please. Okay, um, starting off with Suitable Flesh from 2023, Freeway from 1996, Eyes Wide Shut, 1999, Poor Things, 2023, and then finishing it off, Tough Guys Don't oh, Dance from they, 1987. They fucking don't dance, too. So true. Yeah. So true. Uh, all right, Suitable Flesh. You got the IMDb up for that one? Uh, I sure do. Hang on one second. I'm going to call out Ben Eller on this. Ben Eller said, you got to watch Suitable Flesh. It's the best. <laughs> it's like an 80s movie. It's the best. Yeah. Guess, guess what it was not? The best. Do you want to read the synopsis? Sure. A psychiatrist becomes obsessed with one of her young patients, who she later discovers is linked to an ancient curse. H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. Cthulhu, Cthulhu, Fatagan, yeah, yeah, and you know all that stuff. Yo, <laughs> you know, like Sting. Yeah, yeah. Like. The 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 Grandmaster Black Wizard of H.P. Lovecraft. He was shooting. He was holding up all the H.P. Lovecraft sperm in his in his, and he would just shoot him out. That's what that tantric sex is for. Yeah, you become H.P. <laughs> you shoot out the old ones. Oh my god. When you hold your cum for that long, like he was, you're basically just shooting out dead cum because, like, they can't live in there forever. They like so you're shooting out like your the supply comes out, not peak performance. Right. Right. Well, that's fine when you're. I mean, Sting's old and he's ain't trying to right, 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 right. anybody. But, just, but he's been doing this for a minute. So right. like yeah. you're just shooting out like just dead top. It's like you know when it's like when a bunch of fish like beach themselves. That's what's right. happening out of your pee pee. This yeah. is all beached whales <laughs> coming out like baby beached whales just. <laughs> it's gotta be thick too because you're holding in for so long and you're, you gets dehydrated right it's just so it's like, ultra concentrated take a me right? porridge <laughs> me porridge <laughs> oh boy my slop that's uh, as i call it steph you ready for my slop and she's ew. like daddy i love it when you talk like, like that give me that gruel yeah give me the gruel <laughs> <laughs> she comes up to me with a ladle and she's like stop may i have some more i'm like ah and we just start screaming like that right into her ladle <laughs> Um, um, so I'm trying to look up this director. Do you know the director? With like, what did he do? I don't know. You look it up. Um, who's in it? Uh, I'll tell you who's in it. Well, I want to say first. Okay, so he did um, a TV did. series called Ultraviolet and Black Scorpion. I have no idea. Mm. Uh, he directed something in the Creep Show series. Uh, the oh, new Creep Show. Yeah. Who cares? Point Blank. The remake. I don't. Know. Did he do the remake? Not Point Break. It's Point Blank. I don't know what that. Oh, is. Oh, oh. It's a bunch of shit. Twelve De- Deadly Days. Mayhem. I don't know any of this shit. Um, Mayhem with uh, Stephen, with our boy. Oh, is it that one? Yep. Okay, that movie wasn't great either. Yeah, not surprising. But it did look like a professional movie. This movie doesn't look like a professional movie. This movie <laughs> looks like a Cinemax softcore porn. Yeah, feels like a Cinemax softcore porn. And why is Heather Graham in it? What has she been up to? Does she know this guy? Is it her husband? Is it her son? I don't know, but she looks great. She looks great. She looks great. Oh, yeah. So starring Heather Graham, Judah Lewis. Roller Girl. Roller Girl. She still looks good. Who's Judah Lewis? Christmas Chronicles. Fucking Christmas Chronicles. Disturbing. 
Christmas Chronicles and Heather Graham be fucking horny passion style. Yeah, and, it was. And Christmas exciting. Chronicles kids like fifteen. He's fifteen years old. If he's soaking wet, <laughs> as they say. If he's soaking wet, he's fifteen. Oh my god! Uh, Bruce Davidson and then uh, Barbara Crampton. Bruce Davidson is the guy from Doom Generation. Is that him? Oh no, Jonathan Sheck. Jonathan Sheck. Yeah. He's from Doom Generation. Right. He's also, still got. He's still got a six pack that just looks like fucking bitches would run. Like it's like it's <laughs> like if you got a slip and slide, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And you got Jonathan, uh, Mr. Sheck. Shrek to lay down on his back and the girl would just run as fast as she could open up her legs and then sp- naked without her bottoms on right, right. and rubber put John <laughs> right over the speed bumps of his abs and by like the 16th ab because he's got like 45 abs yeah. like I don't know how he made them all by, the, by like the 6th <laughs> one you'd be like coming and then by the 45th one you would have had like your 7th orgasm how old is he? He looks I weird. Gotta, he does look he weird. He looks so hungry and starved um, for calories in this movie. Oh man I don't know yeah I he also looks weird because with the facial hair. I feel he, like he would look better without it. He looks really old, but simultaneously in really good shape. But he looks like one of these weirdos that puts like butter in their coffee. Like, yeah, no cream, no sugar. I put butter in my right. coffee. Yeah, because I don't want like keto all the ways. Right. Yeah. No, I see that. Yeah. I see that. And he probably like um, he like gets, eats raw meat. And he, uh, no, but he gets he, what is it? Uh, like Deliver King. He suns his butthole. You know. Oh, he's What's a, that called? He's a butt sunner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Probably doesn't like the liver king. You know who the liver king is? No, who's the liver king? Liver king looks like he has too many muscle cells in his body, and it looks like his head's going to explode at any moment because he has so much blood in his body too. Oh my god! And he like just basically like he eats like a raw food diet, and that's like his claim to fame. He's he's a bullshit artist. What it comes down to? Wait, like a raw vegetable? Like he's raw vegan? He'll just eat like a random animal's liver raw. Yeah, and he's good. like, "This is the best because it's got all the minerals you need." It's not good to eat too much of that. Yeah, I think he's a bullshit artist. I don't think that's all he eats, but no, that's what he puts out to the yeah, universe. Yeah. I think, like on the DL, he's eating cheese, chi- chichis, you know, oh, burgers, and yeah, he's yeah. eating all the good stuff. But for the social meats, for the likes, you it's know, all phony. That's what I say. So yeah, Jonathan Shrek, weird looking. Yeah. Do you well, think he, he's sexy? No. Is he um, gross? He's not gross. Okay. I see. I remember to me, him. He's gross. He's got like worm, like greasy worm lips. Yeah. I don't like it. I remember him from like Doom Generation where I thought right. and he was sexy. Yeah. He, and, because he fit that look. Right. He looked, he kind of like almost, I don't want to compare him to Brandon Lee, but like he had like that, like just like sexy Am- ambiguity about him. Like your neighbor has a really sexy, like 15 year old boy. Ew. And you're like, Oh, I, if I was like, if, if he was like my age, like 42, we yeah. would be like, well, we'd, he, be, we'd be smashing. And then he was also in uh that thing you do. That thing, that oh, do the do do. Yeah. With uh, Tom Hanks. And I there. hate Tom Hanks and I hate uh, the Beatles. Anyway. So it was like a double whammy for he me. He did have that. like the Beatles haircut in it. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, so anyway, Johnson check. I just remember him from uh, that, in the vampire movie he did, like like Forsaken or something. Oh, was oh, I don't know. And he's like, I'm a vampire or I'm a vampire hunter. He's been in a ton of something. shit and, he, and he's still doing a lot of acting. I just I haven't seen mm-hmm. anything else he's been in. I don't think. His acting funny. is not good. Heather Graham's acting. Very, but it goes to show you that like you could be a good actor and still be a really shitty actor in like a movie <laughs> if you don't know why you're there and you don't believe in it or whatever. Yeah, but it does seem like she, people are having fun. I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, there are parts of this that we did enjoy a little bit. Right, we did. We did. There's parts that hit. There's right. some cool elements to it. Uh, did like, you did you say the synopsis? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just feels like a hodgepodge of things thrown together, though. The, like the, the it very much feels like it's trying to be a Stuart Gordon movie, like Reanimator. Yeah. Um, like a you know anything that he put out that's very much like H.P. Lovecraft inspired, kind of felt like Bride of Reanimator a little bit, but it doesn't. 
it feels those movies managed to somehow against all odds not feel cheap because you know yeah, yeah. there wasn't digital there wasn't this it was before you know handheld vhs and it was before digital stuff came around where you could just make something really easy and like i don't know i, I like me and steph like i always like equated to like you could always tell when a movie's like what gives it like a really low budget feel is like something simple, like the lighting when like a room is like very brightly lit, like fluorescent lighting or something right. like that. It gives it, it just, you could have everything else. Right. And if that looks terrible, you just feel like you're entering like a softcore porn. Yeah, yeah. And that's every <laughs> single scene. In this feels like you're entering a softcore porn scene yeah. where banging is about to happen. Yeah. And also they do that fucking fast, shaky. They do the fast, shaky. Shit. Yeah. Which, 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 which the outdated. only movie we let that slide on <laughs> is the one and only Saul Franchise. Right, okay, right, yeah. For, Saul Franchise can do that. I want that. The, I want the shake. When I see the I shake, mean, listen, James Wan, right? Yeah. He was like, I. This is a, this is the when thing. he when James Wan doesn't bring the shake, I'm pissed as fuck. <laughs> but like when 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 other people try to do the shake, I'm like, is James Wan even involved in this? Maybe I'll let it slide. And I look on the IMDb. I'll look through 150 people. If I don't see his name, right? Pff, nah, yeah. you can't do that shake, bro. I don't want to see it. It, it. It's there's only one. There can be only yeah. one shake master deluxe, and it's my little boy, James Wan, my, with his little rotisserie chicken body. Doing fast shakes. I, I, I like to think he goes on set and he like he does it. He this does. is what they want you to do. Well, I think what he does is he's like set up my industrial size fan. Yeah, and then he does a shake in front of it, and it's, that's and like, then he like talks through it too. He's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm James Wan. Oh, now I'm Darth Vader. Oh man, I I don't know. Like overall, I I enjoyed the movie a lot more than I thought I would. So talk about but, kind of what you enjoyed about it. The gore is good. The gore There's is good. There's some good practical effects in it. Yeah. Um, I think, um, the, I especially like the end where... Um, the cool scene that you pointed out, not to interrupt you, but... but yeah. With there's a backup, there's a scene where she's running over somebody, and there's a backup camera, yes. and it shows you them getting their head bashed in. I that's, was going to say that's that, a cool element. That part I feel like is the it's the most creative part of this whole movie. Mm. Like you could, so you're not uh, you know you're not watching directly this body being just mashed against the wall, but you see it through the backup camera. It's really cool. But my favorite part of like uh, special effects stuff is that body when it's in the morgue and it's kind of dragging around, and it's moving around. That's so cool. It is very, very, it's very reanimatory. It feels like you're in that world, but like also not, Yeah, you know, it's, it's trying to do something. I see what it's trying to do and it doesn't quite get there. Um, but like I said, like I didn't hate the movie, right? uh, but also like, it's just strange to me. Uh, just some of the choices because some choices are so good. I, I really think it was a very strange choice to cast Heather Graham. And listen, I'm all about like older women. Women can be doctors. Well, Is that what you're going to no, say? No, no, no. I don't believe that at all. Actually, I don't okay. think women should ever be doctors. <laughs> what I was going to say is, like, I'm all about like older chicks banging younger dudes. Yeah. But like in this movie, it just didn't feel right. It just felt like I strange. Think, I think it's mostly because Christmas Chronicles. Christmas Chronicles. I, yeah. That's why she's but coming. With somebody else. She, I think it would be fine. Heather Graham's basically like, I want to fuck this Christmas Crisp, Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> I want to fucking have sex with him so bad. And it's weird because like the whole, the whole idea of the movie is like, it's like this demon HP Lovecraft, old one jumping bodies. Right. And like, he has to like recite this like stupid Cthulhu photography bullshit. And he jumps and on the third attempt or something like that, it's permanent. Right. And then the other person just doesn't exist. Um, or the other person's trapped in the old body. Like they kind of switch. Right. right. So right. that's like the whole story. And 
that the rules really aren't that complicated. That's, you know, there's nothing, it's very surface level movie. Yeah. There's not like other things to unpack. There's no real mystery to it. Yeah. So that's why it's kind of just like a very boring movie to me. I'm like, what am I, you're just, for me, I'm just staying for the kills, you know, right. and the kills aren't that spectacular. No, except for that last one. That's the best one. The best one's cool. Yeah, the last one's pretty cool. I mean, um, there's some hot-ish. No, never mind. I take that back. But the sex is all weird. Were, you, were weird. you not weirded out by the sex? I was weird. I was weirded out. Because he's saying all this, like, it's supposed to be like, I'm going to say horny stuff to get Heather Graham horny. And I'm just like, but that's not horny speak. Because what he said to her It would was, get me so dry. I want to come inside of you. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm horny. And yeah. I'm like, that, that doesn't work. I tried that so many times yeah. with Steph. And she's like, mm-mm. And then she just walks. You gotta around. say like, I want to dump my gunk, and then yeah. stuff like, oh yeah, give me Wait, that globulus globule. Do you remember after the first time that they that they bang, she just walks around in that leather skirt for like three days, and it's just like a leather cum skirt. Yeah, <laughs> it's she, just. Well, it's like weird. It's like very cheap things happen to like when she has like she's supposed to be like a like a psychologist or something. She's a psychiatrist, and yeah. her and her office is like feels like it's a bedroom in someone's house. Right, right. People are just constantly walking in. You could tell like. This is a two-story house. So where are these people walking in from a hallway? Is there anybody that monitors the desk? Like it's so strange. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I can say it was free on Shutter. Yeah. So like check it out. I think watch it. Yeah. But that's no, not no no I mean Barbara Crampton also. Oh yeah. Well we can't we awesome. I can't believe we almost got through talking about this without talking about yeah. her. She how old did you say she was in her 60s, 65 yeah. or something? She's like 60. Yeah. Something like Grandma 60, just needs to lay down Sally because I'm like, mm, damn, <laughs> she, I even said to stuff. She looks better. Heather Graham looks great. Yeah. But she, but Barbara Crandon looks better than Heather Graham. And for some reason, even though Heather Graham's a better actress than Barbara Crampton, <laughs> they're both doing this they're, it's, thing they're, they're that on is, par of is like, like equal shittiness. <laughs> it's like the Barbara Crampton, you you know, all yeah. right? It's like you're getting, it's Barbara Crampton, you're, especially like, you know, maybe when she was younger, they gave her less lines, but I feel like now they're like, remember Barbara Crampton? She was like semi-successful in like three B-movies from the 80s and they were fun. Let's have her have a main role. No! Why the fuck do you think that's cool? I didn't think she was terrible, but I mean, I think the whole movie felt cheap. So for me, it was like, it, it does work in this movie. I'll say that, but like, she's never going to like, they did another movie that I kind of thought was okay when she was like a vampire. Remember that movie? Oh, it was like the something's wife. The, yeah. Somebody's the, the preacher's wife, preacher's that's wife or something like that. The Jacob, guy, Jacob's wife, the guy who works at uh, whole foods, his wife. Yeah. yeah. No, this is Jacob's wife. Yeah. yeah. That movie was okay, but like she's supposed to carry it and it's not good. And also has that guy who looks like lazy Jack Nicholson. I yeah. don't, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like the, he also can't act either, but it's, he's a, like the, he's like the fake meatloaf, you he, know, like he, he's like that. Like, yeah. He's <laughs> like, Oh, you're Jack Nicholson. But like Jack Nicholson's like brother that got beaten severely by the family and only got fed baloney underneath the yeah, door. And he lived in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> now I can speak. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't even know. I wouldn't rate the movie. I would just say, yeah, yeah, if no, you're I, bored and you got shutter, check it out. Yeah. If you're busy, and you don't have Shutter, never watch it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my review. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, should I even mention that it got a five point four? Yeah. IMDb? I mean, that's that's not wrong. I yeah. mean, I was I would probably give it like a five out of ten. But I think on this on something where we just kind of tell people to watch it or not, and I really can't tell you to watch it or not watch it. I'm kind of indifferent, so just go if with it's what free, I said. Free watch it. I mean, yeah. I don't know. That's right. And that's you don't and like you have a free schedule for like a week. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Not just a day, not just like enough time to watch a movie, but like if you don't have anything planned for like a week and you're hella bored. Maybe and then like get high, have a drink. You gotta get know. high. Something. You gotta get high. I made stuff get high before this episode, but I'm not really, it's not coming through. The weed's not coming through. Mm? <laughs> no? <laughs> I know it doesn't seem like you're high at all. I mean, I love, I love or, it. Do you feel high? Yeah. Uh, you don't look it. 
<laughs> we're drinking these beers too, and like I'm not getting any any, oh, any vibes. I'm trying to pace myself. I drank two of these last night. And I was fucking wasted. Yeah, I'm, that's why I'm trying to. Because they're pint myself. cans, and they're like nine percent or some shit, yeah. right? Mm. 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 All right, what's next up? Um, Freeway from 1996, which this is a first time watch for me. Okay, I watched this movie a long time ago, yeah. back like in the nineties. Like I want to, I don't remember. Like, probably exactly. right after it came out, like ninety six, ninety seven, maybe sometime around there. I remember it was on cable a few, t- like a bit, right. and I'd go to my friend's house and it was on a lot. And what I remember, I, I just fucking blanked totally so much of this movie out. Like I thought uh, the majority of the movie, I forgot about the whole prison yeah, shit yeah, yeah which is that what the movie is the pretty juvie, much juvie uh, yeah yeah <laughs> and i think that's the biggest misstep in the movie too yeah this movie feels like you watch other movies from the 90s i mean they all have a vibe about them i guess but this movie just feels it feels dated i don't know it, does, it, it feels very but the style and yeah. it feels very 90s yeah, she looks like 90s. rosie perez oh my god yeah like yeah. the uh, rosie perez eyebrows the clothes the clothes oh for sure like i it's like it's like it's like high school. It, it does. All, yeah. I, I do think, like <laughs> looking back, it is an accurate portrayal of like high school oh, fashion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was definitely current at that time. Yeah. Um, do you want to read the synopsis? Yeah, and who's in it and such? A twisted take on Little Red Riding Hood with a teenage, juve- teenage teenage juvenile delinquent on the run from a social worker traveling to her grandmother's house and being hounded by a charming but sadistic serial killer and pedophile. That is not really this movie. Right. And that's what <laughs> and they want you to think that too, because the beginning, you missed like the intro part. Yeah. The the beginning is all like um not animated, but it's basically like hand-drawn um Red Riding Hood and oh, the Werewolf. Oh, okay. And like, if they stuck to that format, it would have been such so more successful. Yeah. But they add in all this extra stuff that you don't need. But that whole and and don't don't forget to mention that um, what's his name does the soundtrack. The uh, are you? Uh, what's his name? Does the soundtrack for this? Uh, Tim Burton's boy. Oh, Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. Yeah. yeah. And it's ve- the intro is very. The intro is. I think like they only had the budget for Danny Elfman for the intro because the intro is very Danny Elfman. Feels yeah, like that, it yeah. feels like it, you know, just any everything you can imagine. Tales from the Crypt and like the Simpsons mixed into one weird song. Yeah. And then it's like you don't really hear anything else from Danielle from the rest of the movie. So it's kind of strange. But who's in it? Um, Reese Witherspoon, Kiefer Sutherland, um, Bokeem Woodbine, and oh my God, what's her hair? Her name, Curly Hair. Early here. Um, she's in the jail with her. God, I don't like Brooke Shields. No, oh, Brooke Shields is in it. Yeah. And oh, Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy. Yeah, yeah. Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy's a horny ass lesbian in this. Yeah, with scars all over her face for mm-hmm. some unknown reason. That's a theme. Horny. Horniness <laughs> is, is is the thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, if you want to get this, you can still get this movie. Um, either as a, as by itself, or uh, you can get one and two, and you can get like a box set cover for them through Vinegar Syndrome. Oh. Um. And I think, for me at least, I enjoyed it, but I think the movie had to double down on just the Reese Witherspoon and Kiefer Sutherland oh, stuff, and it would have been amazing. Absolutely. That's what holds it back, because like they do like this whole kind of weird like side thing with Reese Witherspoon getting put into juvie, and then it takes away from like Kiefer Sutherland, and then they start doing like court appearances. And I'm like, you should no. Right. no, 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 no. This should have just been her trying to get to her grandmom's house, and Kiefer Sutherland picks her up like he does. Yeah, maybe they instead of him getting like shot. I think that part's cool where he gets so fucked up, right? right, right. That he has to like 
he basically she basically shoots him and leaves him for dead in the movie, right? Right. But he gets put into the hospital and he survives and he has to shit into like a colostomy bag. Yeah, and, and he has like, like the weird face thing with the like neck weird, support. Because he got yeah. shot in the face. So there's like these really cool elements to it, but I feel like you should have like maybe like had him come back to the highway after he got that and he was unstoppable. Like right, I don't right. know what you would have did with her in that time to make her still have been on the highway. But you could have worked it out where it was still like a cat and mouse between right. those two. Because when they took away from that, it just took away from the movie for me. And then eventually yeah. it gets back to it by the end. It goes back to where you wanted it to be the whole movie. But it just kind of fizzles out really quick. It does. And the, I feel like for me, the biggest issue with this movie is the tone. Because mm. I, I know that it's, it's built as like a black comedy. black comedy. And there are parts of it that are definitely trying to be funny. Mm. But then it's also very serious. And like, I don't, it's for me, it's all over the place. Yeah. It'll be like, they'll do like, a, they'll crack a joke. And then she's talking about like, oh, well, you know, my stepdad molested me. And you're like, okay, but that's not funny. <laughs> right. So you're just and like. It's not like she just says it either. They talk about it for like 20 minutes mm-hmm. in detail. You're like, this is uncomfortable. And then it's supposed to be funny after that. I don't know. But the humor is yeah. not really that great in it. No, either. it's not. It's not like. It's not. Yeah, it's not either. It's not too much of anything. It's just very stupid. Not even stupid. It's yeah. just subtly dumb jokes. And I'm like, that's not funny, really. But I didn't hate it. I didn't hate because it. Because Reese no. Witherspoon is in it to win it in this she movie. Is. With yeah, her yeah. fucking huge forehead. I never realized her forehead was like <laughs> Christina big. Ricci yeah, big. Yeah, like yeah. they could for- they could have like a forehead off. Yeah. Like a forehead the, awards. The thing, like they both have like that similar sh- uh, face shape, but mm-hmm. uh, Reese Witherspoon has a very pointy chin. Yeah. She does have a pointy chin and she's got like a little button nose that's like goes down to a slope. And at one point she's talking about how big her nose is. And I'm like, bitch, are you serious? (laughs) Your fucking nose barely exists. It's like the half of a gumball. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But you know, everyone sees flaws in themselves that aren't there, especially girl. Oh, okay. No. See, now I'm starting to mix this up with the second one because we did start to watch the second one. Mm. And I was going to talk about body image stuff because everyone's barfing in the second movie. But that's not this movie. You can bring up the second one. The second one. <laughs> the second one does everything wrong that the first movie does, but it's the whole movie yeah. instead of doing anything right. And you're like, why is this even called Freeway? Why I don't is, understand. Why does it exist? What is it called? Why um, is Jonathan Landis? It's like John Landis. John Fre- Landis. Freeway Two, like. Oh, stories of a crack baby or something (laughs) like that. Right. (laughs) Right. It's something like that. Like something of a crack baby or a crack core or some (laughs) stupid shit. And it's just like, it makes no sense. Yeah. And like Natasha Leone. Wait, it's a confessions of a trick baby. Mm. (laughs) It's so stupid. It's awful. I really like, uh, I really like, um, was it Natasha Leone? Yeah, Natasha Leone. Yeah. Now she does weird commercials for like Old Navy, and you're just like, what? The f- or Gap uh, or something? Oh, I don't remember. What, yeah, yeah. It's it's so weird. But she always has been like a weird chick. She'll yeah, be in like yeah. weird movies, but I appreciate that about her. And I, and what what is this movie where people are just like the second one? They went from like this like semi serious movie. That had a plot. That had a plot about like a serial killer. Then they went to this movie where it's basically like girls doing communal like bulimia. Yeah. Where they're like eating all this food and then purging it together, passing a bucket around and all throwing up in it. Yeah. I'm like, what? What is this? What yeah. the fuck am it's I watching? So strange. And I've I'm, I've tried to figure out: is it just supposed to be like a spoof comedy of the first one? Because it has that vibe. Comedy? To it. No, but doesn't it? It's like. It's like some weird like ripoff of like like not even trying to be a serious sequel or anything like just like we're kind of making fun of it like I don't know. There's weird actors in the second one. David Allen Greer's in yeah. it. Yeah. Just you're just like what? But anyway, the, so the first one, 
there's again there's there's some cool practical effects in it it reminds me it reminds me of like the weirdness of like doom generation but not like being super successful yeah. really it's kind of just like maybe like doom generation light but Kiefer Sutherland is also giving it a 10 and I love his character in it and I love like the weird stuff that they do with him so if it wasn't for like Reese Witherspoon giving it at all and Kiefer Sutherland and him with like the facial stuff right it just wouldn't have worked but like also like why why is Brooke Shields like plays his wife, yeah. Kiefer Sutherland's wife, and then when she finds out that he's like a serial killer, like Pedophile. slash kid toucher, yeah. she blows her brains out in the, yeah. ba- in, the in the like <laughs> fucking bathroom of their of their house. Oh my! There's God. just so many weird choices. It's so odd. And then they kind of make it seem like Reese Witherspoon in the beginning is like, uh, like uh, what do I want to say? Like a product of her environment, right? Like kind of like a victim, but she's still a good person. Yeah. But then basically, by the time she gets to jail, like Juvie, she's like, "I'm gonna straight up murder people now." Yeah. And you're just like, like, "I'm making a shiv." And you're like, "Well, that wasn't the story that you were trying to feed us in the beginning. You're right. kind of like making it way different now." Yeah. So yeah. it's I don't know. Did you find I kind of feel the same way? Oh, about I did. It? I did feel that way. I was like, "There's." Yeah, like, why is, like, they're all hardened criminals, you know? Like, the, yeah. all these young girls. It was weird, man. She's like, you can kiss me, but I'm not going to eat your pussy. I'm straight. Brittany Murphy's, like, the horniest lesbian in it. And then in the second one, the, this black chick is the horniest lesbian, and oh, she just wants yeah, to, yeah. like, eat Natasha Leone's puss yeah. the whole movie, and it's just weird. Right, because she's also, like, schizophrenic? Schizophrenic and, like, know. does, like, uh, uh, what do they call it? Fucking like voodoo, right. like shit, like weird voodoo. <laughs> Doesn't make any it, it, sense. I don't understand what's going on. It's very confusing. <laughs> the whole movie is very confusing. So oh freeway, uh, I would say, oh man, it's tough because I really I like you. Watch it for that for for like understanding that it's not like like a perfect. I'm not even close to being. Perfect, to me, it's not a movie like, I need to own. Good, but it's it's like right. It's like a good movie to watch if you want to see like young Reese Witherspoon and like a fucking crazy Kiefer. Kiefer. Yeah, I agree. It's good to see them in it. I just wish they would have just stuck to just them two yeah. and kept it like a small cast. It, it didn't need to go into and just the... have him be like almost like the Terminator, but he's just a regular dude and he just keeps getting grosser and grosser right. as the movie goes on. Yeah. That would have been dope. Yeah. I've been so dope, bro. Uh, all right, next movie. What is, this movie is kind of not so dope, but people, pe- the sheeple out there, stuff. Oh, well, eyes wide shut. Yeah, these people, they just they, they think it's a classic, and it's going to be a I, lot to get into. I mean, I watched this movie like after it came out. Same. I don't know, and um, and I remember. Let's just say real quick. Do you remember the trailers for this? I do. I was like, oh, oh, god, yeah. it's going to be the horniest movie have you ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Also, Tom Cruise is in it with his wife, Nicole Kidman, and they actually like it was like they bang in the movie. Like you see penetration. They don't even have sex. No, in the no, movie. no. But that's right? what was that yeah, was yeah, like. Yeah. That was oh, like yeah, the rumors implied. that would yeah, go yeah. around. Yeah. Like you were like, they fuck in the movie and you see like his dick going in to that fucking <laughs> ginger cave, like yeah. in and out, in and out, in and out. And I'm like, oh, God, daddy. And then I watched it and then I haven't watched it. For 25 years. Right. 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 Cause it's like a fucking 25 year old movie now. It's kind of strange to like even think that. Yeah. It's that old. And we'll talk about it now. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Now. Cause I don't remember what I thought about it when I first saw it. I, I all- remember being. Not impressed by it. I, I kind of do remember that yeah. too. I remember, I remember being kind of indifferent. Right. It was kind of like a meh. And now I hate it so much. And it's fucking right, next long, movie. dude. Two hours and 39 minutes <laughs> and long. And it took, and it's in the Guinness book of world records for being the longest movie that ever took the film 400 days yeah, and then he fucking dropped dead right after he submitted the final cut right and don't you feel like it kind of sort of doesn't feel like a stanley kubrick movie in, yeah. in certain ways you're like did the studio just put this out because he spent 
so much money on it and 400 days of filming and then he died before it right. was like all people like it seems like there's two pe- like uh there's two different like feelings about it where some people say no that was a version he wanted them right. oh, to, yeah, and yeah. there's other people who said no it wasn't like yeah. the music still wasn't even done there was a lot i know i was reading about it. there was a lot of controversy where yeah, people, friends of his who have come out and said, like, he told me this movie's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. So I don't know. He was right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay. So, yeah, starring uh, Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman, and then other people that you would, you would, rec- you could rec- you would recognize them from other things. Yeah. Stanley Kubrick's very much a dude, like, I, I have movies of his that I really love and other ones I don't care. Obviously, The Shining, I love. Yeah. Full Metal Jacket, I love. Yeah. Clockwork Orange is one of my favorite movies of all time. He always kind of like gets the source material of something, but then does his own thing on it. Right. Like makes it his own in some way. And apparently, I never read the story for Eyes Wide Shut, but apparently he very much did that with this. Uh, made it his own in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, took out a lot of the Jewish elements that were in it originally and put in a lot of like homophobe homophobia stuff in it and, and he also changed uh i guess the time of year i think it took place during mardi gras initially and mm. then he changed it to christmas. christmas i will say the visually this movie is gorgeous oh it is like gorgeous, gorgeous. very dreamlike and very like the, the christmas stuff works man i yeah. love it it's beautiful and also very strangely, the whole time I'm watching this movie, I can't stop thinking about Home Alone. I don't know why. <laughs> Home Alone, because it's lost in New York. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> well, well, no, no. Also, because just like the Christmassy yeah. stuff. And then when they're inside, like their house, like their apartment, whatever, the, there's all this like wallpaper that's very like McAllister's. Yes. Like I just it's kept, it's the colors. I just kept thinking it was the same universe. You know what's the whole funny? Time. They were, so they live in this fucking mansion apartment i don't know what it is yeah. right gorgeous but yeah. you're it's looking an ap- around it is an apartment he says at one point it's like an, ap- an apartment yeah but it is like a mansion apartment yeah and it's i mean it has like you know super high ceilings mm-hmm. and fancy ass like you know woodwork whatever but everything is like tacky colors right and and at, at one point i was like in my mind i was like i thought they were rich and then because there's like a window unit air conditioner right. <laughs> <laughs> but then they like walk out of the room and they and they're rich. Yeah, they, they live yeah. in this fancy. Oh, I thought they're apartment. rich. No, they got that old ass window unit. <laughs> fuck no. You don't have central air. You poor as fuck. <laughs> oh man, it is funny. Like I, I do. I always, as someone who like grew up in Philly their whole life, like and never had central air in their house. I always was like, we're so poor. We don't have central air. We have window units. We'll never be. Well, I'm never going to be the cream that rises to the top. Right. I'm always going to be this. I'm always going to be a window unit kind of piece of I mean, shit. We're still there. I know. We're still window. Our unit. next that's, house. That's because our house is so. Air. The problem is when we bought this house, it's like a 120 year old house. Of course, it didn't have fucking central air. Yeah. No one decided to put it in at any point. We didn't even have heat to one of our bedrooms. Yeah. <laughs> when we came, when we bought this house, there was like a fire pit in the middle. Oh yeah. Like, and they had like they just burned the floor to stay yeah. warm. There wasn't even a heater. <laughs> There was no like, like there was no electricity. There was still coal in the basement. Yeah, there, there was a, there yeah, was still there was, coal in the basement. Yeah, there there was, was the coal chute was still in our basement and still was covered in coal. Yeah, like it was fucking god, dude. It's funny how people they maintain this house as a bare minimum, but they didn't really upgrade it. No, you know they put um, some walls up in weird places. They're lucky it has That's fucking electricity. <laughs> so anyway. Let's, I don't really know how to get into this movie. Oh, well, let me, okay, this is the synopsis, yeah, which is yeah, one yeah. sentence long. And I guess like, who's in it, right? You didn't say who's in it yet. Uh, a Manhattan doctor embarks on a bizarre night-long odyssey after his wife's admission of unfulfilled longing. So what I'm going to tell you, my synopsis of this movie is, this is a man 
who is insecure and can't handle the fact that his wife thought about fucking another man, but actually didn't do it. So he loses his mind like a little baby and he goes out and he tries to get into trouble. That's my synopsis of this movie. But he can't get his dick wet in any way, shape or form, no matter how hard he tries. (laughs) He doesn't really try that hard, though. Yeah, but right, yeah. he doesn't. He because he, he goes home with that that sex worker. He doesn't have sex with her, yeah. which is a good thing in well, the end. But may, maybe when Stan Cube made this movie, <laughs> like he thought this was going to be like so like oh I'm a bad boy I'm making this like the sexiest yeah. orgy scene ever made right but well, then they edited it. apparently they had they did, to, yeah because it was like it would have been NC-17. but even still but even still even if you did even if they took out those like people that were blocking the yeah. shots very much Austin Powersy yeah like, well or, I read that too yeah, yeah. <laughs> even if they took that out I still think it would be very vanilla like you would see like people having sex but it wouldn't be anything crazy right especially like. It's like when you watch a movie from the 50s now and you're like, this was probably edgy when it came out. And now you watch it through like, you know, modern day eyes and you're like, this is very vanilla, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like when people probably thought like missionary sex was crazy. And now you look at missionary sex, you're like, yeah, that's like the lamest, the laziest position of all time. Yeah. You know? Basic. Yeah. I want to do the Honduras backflip like all my, that's what I make Steph do. She does a backflip off the dresser onto my genitals and it goes right in. But Okay. So speaking of that, it's funny rewatching it because in my mind, that orgy scene is was sexier and longer and, longer. and yeah. it's not. And you know what? I know all about sexy clandestine orgies because I've seen a movie called Babylon and that orgy is like, yeah. that, that's the orgy to beat in 2024. Still, Babylon. Yeah. That orgy scene's the best. Yeah. Remember that shit? Yeah. Fucking, that's incredible. Yeah, that's this, incredible. This is like, I don't know. There are elements of this movie that are intriguing, but they just don't do enough with them. You know, like when he goes to this, um, the secret party and there's this sex ritual going on. I feel like that's so cool. You know, like I like the idea of that. But, but also, like, you don't really, there's no, you don't find anything else out about but it. But also, like, masks. Masks and orgies don't go together for me for the simple reason well, that you got no mouth action. Yeah, but these people don't want that. They just want genital But you, you can't lubricate anything up then if you can't spit on they it. They all had bottles of lube in their That's, fucking clothes. No, they didn't. They did not. <laughs> Especially in 99. They were just yeah. straight dry fucking. Everybody was dry fucking. Yeah. There wasn't a moist vagina to be seen. You know, you got to have a mouth in there for beeges to yeah, lick some spoonan, you know, Chochos and Chi-Chi's, they need a little yeah. lubrication. They there need, was a little, they need lube, some there lube was love. a little mouth action going on. Cause I think somebody on that table in the table scene was getting their, they're getting some cunnilingus. Yeah. Well, like maybe they had happened. a mask that didn't have a bottom to yeah. it or had like a jaw, like yeah. a hinged jaw. You need to have a hinged jaw if you're going to a orgy sex party. Right. Even if you have a full mask, it needs to have a hinged jaw so you can go, uh, it, this movie, for some reason, it also reminds me of Home Alone, as I said. Yeah. Kevin McAllister also reminds me some, like Devil's Advocate. Oh, except, yeah, yeah. Except in Devil's Advocate, Keanu can't keep the moisture off his fucking right. dick. <laughs> yeah. He's just getting fucked any I chance mean, he gets. But I, I, listen, I'm going to say it. That's cr- the superior movie. Crooked tooth, crooked <laughs> right? tooth fucking Tom Cruise. He can't get anything no matter how hard he tries. At least in that movie, you got a little, you have a little bit of gore, you mm. know, because like Charlize Theron, like, cut, remember she when she cuts her own fucking throat with the piece of glass and shit? Yeah. That movie's so much better. Yeah. This movie's not good. But what about, <laughs> what about Boris the Blade who works at the, okay, uh, works so at the, th- this is the thing about shop. this movie. Okay. So this movie, there's all this weird sexual stuff happening. And it's just all, and none of it, I think it's all for like shock value, right? No, because I want to tell you what no, I think it is. Because like when he's like, when, when they go, he goes to the costume store and then the girl, the teenage girl is having sex with two grown ass men. Yeah. 
And then he, you find out when he goes back that he sold her into so sex think, slavery or I something. I think the it's movie like, is supposed to be instances of a male's desires not necessarily supposed to be happening. They're supposed to be like also his dreams. Mm. That's why it's called Eyes Wide Shut because right. when you're, you know, you're yeah. dreaming. And it's all instances of him wanting to wanting to give in to these desires, but he doesn't. So like one is like a woman, he wants the woman that he wants to have sex with with no strings attached. Right. The you know, what is it? Uh the woman that says she loves him at one point. Oh, the 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 his is, patient's daughter. Yeah. Then another yeah. one is to have sex with a prostitute. Yeah. That well it starts happen. off with those two women at the party. Then uh, yeah, and yeah. with the, the party. And then also but I think they just his thing doesn't happen until after she divulges her dream. Right. Then these are his dreams. Because even at the end, when they're in the store, yeah. she kind of says, Well, these are just dreams. Yeah. Like she's not and but she says dreams, but she doesn't make it seem like she's just talking about herself. She makes it seem like she's oh, also talking oh, yeah, about yeah. him. Yeah. So I think that's what the movie's supposed to be. It's just supposed to be like Like the it's not desires be, and yeah. But it's not actually supposed to be actual events. Right. No, 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 it's happen. not. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just I don't know. Also, there's a guy at the orgy that is wearing a mask that looks like the Burger King mascot. And I was like, I wish the Burger yeah. King mascot was at an orgy because I'd just be watching him the whole time. Yeah. Pl- well, plowing this, them whoppers. There's this whole thing with Venetian masks and I don't know, whatever. I was reading about it. And I'm just like, blah, blah, blah. I think. Yeah, cool story, bro. Right. <laughs> Why did it take you 400 days to film this movie? It like basically. And there's all kinds oh of shitty God. stuff too. Like there's a scene where like when he's all pissed off and he's walking down the uh, street and he's like punching his fist. Yeah. It's like green screened. You could tell too, and, oh, the, and yeah? the background's New York, and yeah. he's not really in New York. He's right. just walking on like Whatever. in front of a green screen, yeah, yeah. and then those people come up to him. And they call him like a like a fucking homo or something like that, and they're like, "Yeah, you you fucking faggot!" And they push him down the jocks. Remember that part? Oh yeah, yeah. It's almost like weird, subtle. Like he doesn't stick up for himself in any situation, kind yeah. of thing. I don't know. I don't know what Cube was going for, but people love this movie. Right. I don't know why. I think they're giving him too much credit. It's not one of his, like there are people are like, this is the best movie. So it was a great swan song for him to just totally stroke out I to. Mean, th- I feel like attack. there's all this like um, suspense and stuff and then nothing happens. And then at the end, you're just like, like you're like, and it's oh, a long movie too. It's so long. And then you're like, you find out that like, okay, the, well, his friends like, well, the, all, it was all fake. No one was murdered. Everyone is fine, which you don't know for sure. Yeah. But then he's like, you know, him and his wife, like they talk, like you think their marriage might end, but it doesn't. And then she's like, well, there's one thing we need to do one thing right need, away. Yeah. One thing we need to do immediately. When, and there's like, what? Fuck. And I was just like, God damn, Nicole. I just want to keep seeing these snippets of you fucking that sailor. Just, I want <laughs> That's a, the sexiest part of the fucking I want, movie. I want just a movie. I want that DVD. Yeah. Of just because apparently it was like three days worth of just her, Kubrick, and this guy, Kubrick. I like in in like a room, and she was just fucking. She's like, and it felt like it was a porn, but I trusted him because he's such a big director. Yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. where is the footage? <laughs> where is the footage? She doesn't show her bush in this, though. Just her tits, She doesn't, right? just her tits. She's fucking gorgeous in this movie. She's very hot. Before any movie. of the plastic surgery yeah. just tore her asunder. This and, one, and then she saw, like, she has, like, curly hair and, like... Yeah. I don't think she's a great actress in this, especially, like, particularly when they're supposed to be high. But I also think that Tom Cruise really isn't that great in this movie either. <laughs> so, like, I don't really think anybody's performances are that awesome. And when you hear about stories where, like... Oh, Stanley made them do this scene like 95 times. Which take did he use? Like, I'm just like, I'm just like, but why? (laughs) It's just like them and and like, they're just entering a room. Yeah. I can't imagine how there could be any like change in the dynamic of someone walking into a room, you know? Ugh. Yeah. 
I went back and watched it because I was like, you know what? We're going to talk about some sexy movies. I want to rewatch this. And I watched it. And I was like, oh, my God, bro. No, bro. No. Yeah. I think the beginning is probably the most successful part of the movie where they're at the party and the. Oh, yeah. And like the sex worker chick ODs. Yeah. And uh, she's dancing with that guy and she's like so close. That part is like cool. It has like this cool tension and like yeah. what's going to happen. And then like she just kind of just gets. Nicole Kidman just basically gets kicked out of the whole movie after they smoke weed, the weed scene. She's not really in it anymore. It's like Tom's movie. Yeah. And he's just wandering around, just getting pussy thrown on his lap <laughs> without any effort. There's weird crooked middle teeth. Yeah. I fucking, I couldn't stop looking at him in this movie because his fucking, his two front teeth are not lined up with his nose. They're right. like offset. So like the line between his middle teeth is like under his nostril and it fucking bothers the shit out of me having to look at that dude's busted ass chickle face. Yeah. No, thanks, sir. No thanks, Goose. Shoot, 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 shoot. No thanks, Goose. Yeah, Top Gun. Whatever. He's Maverick. Whatever, whatever his fucking name goose is. Goose is the guy who dies, Iceman and the Goose. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you recommend this movie? No. Nope, I fucking certainly do oh, what not. Do you, what do you think of the music? That song. Oh, the, oh, that the that mu- song's awesome. No, no, I disagree. The piano? Yeah, you don't like so it? So fucking irritating. Uh, terrible. I can't imagine that was his input. Yeah. It sounds so, it is borderline. Maybe it would be better if it wasn't mixed that loud, but it's yeah. so loud and just out of place and strange. I know what he's trying to do, trying to force like some weirdness yeah. on you, but it just seems, it. it seems too obvious. Yeah. That's why I don't like it. It seems like something he wouldn't do. Like I'm going right, to put right. this piano in here because it makes you feel like it's a tense right. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I don't. That, he's never done stuff like that. It's yeah. just weird. I know. I'm really curious about like, yeah, what, what he like if he hadn't died, what would this movie have been? It probably would it have been, been this. It probably would have been the same. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't really think I was ever going to love this movie, no matter no, what. No. You know. And I don't think him. Apparently he edited movies to like the day like he was supposed to hand them in. So yeah. he probably would have noodled with it a little bit more, right, but he, right. more or less you would have got the same movie. Yeah, I don't know. But I didn't like the soundtrack at all. You know what I did like the soundtrack for? So much. This next movie we're going to talk about. <laughs> uh, oh, thank God we're going to talk about this movie. Poor Things. So. Which we saw last night. Fucking good. Yeah. So, so ama- good. amazing. So good. My favorite movie next to Minus One. And, uh. Saltburn. Yeah. They're my f- three favorite movies of 2023. I fucking um, love. I think this is my, all, I think this, this one overcame minus one just a little bit more because of the originality. Yeah. yeah. So fucking original, this movie and the, and the visuals. I just, I don't remember the last time I went into like a movie that was over two hours and had just so much fun with the visuals and the story. And I felt like it was something I'd never seen before, even though parts of it were very familiar. Right. And, and the performances so good we're just yeah oh my god and emma stone's bush oh my god oh my god yeah. oh my god i mean she's just nude for the majority of this movie she is nude <laughs> boobs and bush all yeah. throughout she and she she is fucking amazing in this movie she's really great yeah directed by yorgos lanthimos yorgi porgy himself so i know that we've seen some of his movies um, i love dog tooth, dog tooth. we that- Oh, sorry, go ahead. That's pretty much the only movie of his I really liked. Well, we watched The Killing of a Sacred Deer, and I don't remember anything about it. I remember it's we Colin didn't. Colin Farrell, I remember right? we didn't like it. I didn't watch the We didn't lobster. like the way it was, the ending, and it kind of ruined the whole movie for oh, me. Oh, okay. But yeah, I know people love that movie. I didn't care for it. Yeah. And then I saw The Lobster of his. That's all I've seen. And The Lobster I did not enjoy either. Yeah, I never got around to watching it. 
But this movie... Uh, Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, Willem Dafoe. This is probably the most uh, accessible movie of his, I'll say. If you're going to like start with his... If you want to see yeah. his movies. But I, I, weird, I agree. What? I agree. Go ahead. Weird, but a storyline that's pretty much like easy to follow. You know? Yes. But I also feel like the things about this movie that I really liked was like some of the ways, like the filming, like the weird camera stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel that people will hate that. Oh, yeah. No, no, you for know? sure. For sure. It reminded me, I told Steph when we were leaving, it reminded me of like a young Tim Burton movie where he was like doing like Edward Scissorhands ish, right? But if it was directed by Wes Anderson, because it has all these weird quirks in it that Wes yep. Anderson does. And it also just does these things in the movie where it's like kind of like how they did it in um, kind of like Edward Scissorhands where they're like, oh, there's this guy with Scissorhands. He exists. Right. And people just accept it. Yes. Like that's what this movie is. They just show you things. They don't really explain why it is. It just, it just is. is. Yeah. Oh, you know, maybe they'll give you a little backstory as to why that character is like that. But there's like, it's just a thing that this exists in this world. And it's also like this. There's no timeline. It looks like Victorian, but it's like steampunk. Right. But it's not corny steampunk. It's like. I don't, it's more fantastical yes. steampunk yeah, yeah. than like an actual, like, I don't know. I don't and know how else to not, say it. It's, it's, not, it's not as like, gritty either. Well, it's, it's not, not steampunk that like bashes you over the head right. that it's steampunk where it's like, this guy has clock glasses that yeah. have gears in it. It's not like that. It's just like there's airships yeah. and there's like weird airship boats and some of the, like the structures of the, of the buildings and stuff are very like, if they don't look Victorian, like Victorian London, they kind of like have like a weird fantasy element yeah. to them. Yeah. And like Steph said, it was like a painting. It's like most of the movie, every shot in the movie, it looks like a painting. It does. I, oh my God, I can't stop thinking about the interior of his house. I loved it. Wasn't it beautiful? He also, like they did this thing like with the ceiling where it was like, looked like blankets. Yes. It was like wavy well, and stuff. Walls, and I'm like, the how the fuck do you even not make flat. that? Yeah, the right. walls were textured and like things were like everything, like you wanted to just touch it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I love the I love the sciencey stuff, Frankenstein. The yeah. movie's like basically like a Frankensteinish kind of tale, right? And I love that about it. Yeah, it's like well, immediately when you're introduced to this character, you see like, oh yeah. First of all, Willem Dafoe's character they just call him God. He's basically like this deformed like surgeon who owns like this like uh like um what do you want to say like uh what is the thing he runs. The well, medical science, like yeah, I don't know. It's where like he, does, he has like, like yeah, he has like a surgery suite where people can come and watch, um, and he like gives lectures and things. And his father started it, and he took it over. But his father did like experiments on him when he was a kid to figure out the human body. So he has all these weird things about. Yes, him. and the th- I love the way that they that the that these things are revealed to you in the movie, right? Because it's not like you immediately are like. His dad abused him. His dad was like doing experiments. He just says these things matter of factly throughout the movie. Yeah, and he's like, I don't hate my dad. He was just trying to learn about the body through right. science, yeah. you know? And he's like, yeah, he doesn't hate him for it. Doesn't hate that his father made him like a eunuch. Yeah. And, and like branded him and, and he has scars out, like, on his face. And, and there's this like weird aspect of it, like where his dad took out some like digestive part of his body. So every time he's eating, he doesn't, he doesn't produce stomach acid. He needs to put like a right? tube up to him that gives him his own stomach acid. But then he also, also burps these bubbles. Yes. And every time he's getting ready to call up a bubble, he's like, <laughs> and this bubble just goes into the air. I, well, uh, I also like how they, so they, fun. they do the same thing when they reveal her story because they don't beat you over the head with that initially either. You know what the beginning reminded me of? Dracula. 
when Winona Ryder is jumping off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even the music. Yeah. But I love the fucking music so much for this. I love... Uh, it's so weird. It's not like... It's like basically like detuned. It's melodies that really aren't melodic, but they're, they give you like this feeling of uneasiness yeah. and like dread. And they're so, and they're so cool. I don't even know. I, I want to look into what they use, like synthesizers or actual instruments, but they're all processed so much. And it just adds this whole nother layer to everything. Just this like fantastical element of everything. Yeah. He's got like these animals in his house that are half half like pig half chicken yeah or half, half dog half chicken like whatever yeah he's, yeah oh my god and it's just like right like you said it's a thing that exists no one questions it no yeah, like one's people like going to the house and you're just like oh yeah you have a person that you brought back to life that's cool yeah like cool that's that's cool that you did that dude well and i think that's so that's interesting about her story right is like okay and i'm i know that we've already started but like spoilers yeah. To anybody who hasn't seen it yet. Um, I don't think this is a movie we could really ever spoil anything for you. It's a very visual movie. We could talk about things, we, yeah. what we've seen. But even us talking about them is not going to give you even an inkling of the world that is built throughout this movie. It is so fucking good. You need to see it. Right. I'm so glad we got to see it in the theater. Oh, me too. It was great. Yeah. Um, but so I was going to say, when they reveal like her story. So when you first meet her, you're like, okay, that's this woman who is very childlike. and. You know, and then you find out like, oh, she had a, a head injury. So like she is like childlike and she's progressing. But then you find out that's not the story at all. And then you find out the true reality of like her existence. And then that's even like, it's just like you find out bits and pieces. And I really like the way that they reveal that. Spoiler alert. She is, uh, she was pregnant and she killed herself. And then Willem Dafoe got her body from like uh got from a guy that like pulled it from the river. Right, like fresh. And yeah. uh put the baby's brain because the baby was alive. In her brain in her head, took her yeah. brain out. And now so she's basically the mom and the baby in one right. form. And she's basically and she has no memories. She has like quote unquote accelerated learning. So she learns things very fast, but it's basically her becoming from a baby to like a woman. Right. And you got this and it happens very quickly throughout yeah. the movie. She keeps jumping through like, you know, uh landmark parts of your life. Yeah. And it's so fucking well done. And it's a movie that leans so hard on the performances of the actors to make it what it is. Willem Dafoe's great as the, he's always great. He's just one of the best actors ever, but his performance is so great in this as the doctor. Um, She refers to him as God. Emma Stone, I was telling Steph, it's so easy to make something. She's basically for all intents and purposes, she's doing Frankenhooker, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That is what this movie is. It's like a fucking elegant Frankenhooker. And she it's very easy to make that be corny right. or seem stupid silly. But she manages to do it in a way that is silly, but very believable and almost like childlike. And it feels authentic. It does, and yeah. you're just like in it so much. Like, like she walks in this weird way because like her mechanics are off. Right. And it's very strange, like almost like a doll, like a wind up. But it just adds all this character to it. And throughout her experiences throughout the movie, when she is experiencing things for the first time, there's so much good dialogue where me and Steph were just pissing our pants throughout the whole well, movie. The humor she is says, really good in it's, this, it's a, without this being is, silly and cheap. This movie's basically a fantasy black comedy. Yeah. And whereas Freeway was supposed to be a black comedy <laughs> and be funny. This is actually like a black comedy that's well done. Dark as fuck humor, but hilarious. It's very much like say you love Satan humor. Like I loved everything about yeah. it. Like the fucking, the, the, so many dick jokes, <laughs> yes. so many stinky dick jokes and yeah. salty penis jokes uh-huh. and vagina jokes and just, 
just great stuff, man. And she's very much like a child where she says things out loud she's not supposed to because she doesn't. She's still learning about what's proper. Right. And, and she's what's only lived in his house. Society. So when she goes out into the world, she doesn't know what's acceptable by society. Right. right. And I love the twist. And st- I love. See, I was afraid when they when Mark Ruffalo was introduced, it was going to like lose me a little bit. Right, but right. I love their dynamic so much because eventually he takes her away and they go on like a trip to see the world and uh she's too much for him to handle because he thinks like oh i'm just gonna be fucking this girl all the time and it does start like that but then eventually she starts gaining like a lot of like autonomy and a lot of thought about like what it means to be a human being and sees a lot of things and she's basically eventually like leaves him and is like you're like just you're you're, pathetic you're pathetic yeah you're a waste (laughs) you know and it's funny because it's just like it just it does show you like the growth of a human being through a very short yeah. amount of time like you know when you're a kid you're very superficial right just this that and the other thing and then you start to think about things and you develop as a person and it's just a great movie to watch and then it comes 360 at the end with her killing herself in the beginning of the movie because you find out that she had a husband and that whole reveals oh done yeah excellent. that was really it was a good surprise so fucking good yeah so good I didn't want the movie to end. I was having so much fun with it. Yeah. I whispered to Steph like maybe 40 minutes in. I love this fucking movie so much. Yeah. Because it was like, I don't want to compare it to like Tim Burton too much. Cause like, but like, I remember being a kid, right. And watching like early Tim Burton movies. And he always gave you this feeling that you were just in this world. Right. And you just had to accept things that happened along the way. And you did like Beetlejuice, like, you know, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Like it's just great world building that just happens naturally. And it just reminded me so much of him when he was a younger, like obviously modernized cause it had it has CGI in it and stuff. And the CGI was just so well done uh-huh. used, used for like environments. And I was just like, I want to know so much about this world. I don't ever want to be taken out of it. I fucking love it so much. And I love her arc as a character. Yeah. And apparently this was based on a book also, and they changed a lot of it as well. But uh, I mean, I think I don't really, I didn't read the book, so I don't know like what was changed. I couldn't tell you if it's for better or worse, but I can just tell you for me, not only was this like my favorite movie of the year next to like minus one, and I love them both for different reasons. So it's hard to say which one's better than the other, but like this for me is like, the best genre-esque movie I've seen in like a long, long time. I loved it so much. And it's crazy to me that like this director did it because it just seems to be a case again, where like all these elements came together that just worked. Right. 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 And his relationship with Emma Stone must be very comfortable because she's doing crazy shit in this movie, like (laughs) shoving stuff up her pussy when she's figuring out about her vagina. And she's like, you see her tits are out for the majority of this movie. Yeah. But I, but I feel like eventually that's like the least of your problems. Cause like a lot of times, like when there's like so many sex scenes in this movie. Uh, Yes. We didn't even talk about that. Her and Mark Ruffalo. Her and Mark Ruffalo are fucking. And it's like, Figure, vigorously jumping. Yeah, the, there is the <laughs> shots that are like Mark Ruffalo's pasty ass oh up God, close, yeah, and yeah. like they look like they're really fucking. <laughs> so I can just imagine like the dynamic that they had to feel yes. comfortable with each other yeah. and stuff. Because I always think about that, like. God, you really have to be naked slapping up on someone. Uh-huh. I don't, they have to have stunt things. So your genitals aren't really touching. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that depends on a comfort level. I don't, you have to have an erection at some point because you're a guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. what do you do to stop that? You know, right, right. you're like humping, dry humping a beautiful woman like Emma Stone. How do yeah. you not, what the fuck do you do? <laughs> I loved it so, so much. Yeah, and yeah. we got to see Wait. it in a theater too. It's worth mentioning. We got to see it in like a, a older school movie theater by us. Um, Bryn Mawr. The Bryn Mawr Film Institute, which is similar to the Colonial that we go to. They're kind of part of the same, like, um, what do I want to say? Like old school uh, movie theaters. I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. 
Uh, but there was such a large showing. There was a lot the, of people th- there. There was like a full theater. Yeah. And it's an indie theater. And like, I was just like, why the fuck is there so many people here? This movie's been out for so long. I thought we were going to be like, I thought there'd be like maybe five other people in there. Yeah, no, it was, it was so much. And it was great. It was. Because people were into it like me and Steph. Yeah. And other people were like, what the fuck? Yeah. People, the people next to us were like, the woman was laughing so like loud. After, like everything. It was a movie that I was so glad we got to see in a full theater. Oh my God, me too. Because it was just like a great experience. Yeah. And everybody was super cool. It was watching it. No stupid kids. Yes. Screaming. No one talking. I nothing. really just enjoyed all, every moment of yeah. it. Um, yeah. So I, I wanted to just talk about Cause you know, you mentioned just like some themes of the movie, I guess, but I love the idea of like in the beginning. So she's kind of being held prisoner by Godwin, God, whatever. Um, and he, but when she's like, I want to go, he's like, okay, you know, and he lets her go because he does, she's a being of free will, right. which is what she and said. And he also says. does, he struggles cause he doesn't want to be like a real human being. He basically wants to be a man of science and he yeah. wants to ignore all his emotional yes. connections to the world, but he can't. Because he eventually finds, like, he eventually gives into his emotions, and he's like, "I love Bella." Yeah, he like, misses he, her. It's like it's like his kid. It's like yeah, it's his yeah. kid, and this is like such a cool story arc for him too. Although it's like subtle, I do appreciate that yeah. a lot. It's like really cool little things that are done, and his assistant, like that actor, is great too. Because it's like her basically, she gets to see that what like a wet like a, what a, like a nice guy can be, and then also she went out into the world and saw like the worst of hum- of right. like mankind. Yeah. And I just and I like I will go back to it, but like I love when you get to when you get introduced to her original husband. He turns out to be a complete well, other psychopath. Say, so there's this theme of like she meets men who want to control her and keep her to themselves, and, and that's like. And a to be thing. honest with you, that's what most men want to do yeah. with women. So that's like a thing throughout the movie where she's just like, no, yeah. like I will not accept this. Right. This is not my life. And very matter of factly too, yeah. which is like part of like the great thing about her performance. Cause anytime she says something, she's just like, no, we're not doing this. Like, like when, when, when like Mark Ruffalo is like crushed at the <laughs> bar crying and she's like, are you crying? And he's like, and she's like patting, patting his back. And eventually when they go to Paris and they don't have money anymore. And she's like, oh, I had sex with someone and I bought us these declares. <laughs> and he's like, the pano chocolate. Oh my god, I fucking love his performance so much, dude. He's amazing in He's this. amazing. He's a maniac. He's fucking a sleaze ball. Uh-huh. His lines are fucking hilarious. I love his the change in his character too, where he becomes because when he falls in love with her. He thinks she's like then, the shit. Yeah, and then he falls in love with her and he's just like begging her and he's destroyed by the fact that she doesn't she doesn't want to she doesn't feel the way that he does. Yeah. I love it. So great. What do you say? 10 out of 10? Oh, fucking 10 out of 10. Yeah. 100%. Wait, I, we didn't even talk about the costumes. Costumes. Holy the shit, best. the costumes in this. Her, I I love, because she has this Victorian thing. But she's not but naked. It's, <laughs> but it's weird because she wears shorts with like the high heeled boot things. And it's not the way that somebody would dress, but no one questions it, right? Mm-hmm. She's walking around in these weird shorts and no one is looking at her strangely at yeah. all. A lot of people are... Some people are dressed more fantastical than others. Yeah. For the most part, a lot of people are dressed just like Victorian society. You would, you know, how you would just picture it yeah. in your head. It's just like a little extra, like right. extra puffy. But her, yeah, she does, she does have these great wardrobes. And also the fact that she's walking around like a wind up doll. Right. Just makes it even weirder. <laughs> and the dance sequence. What about the, the, the dance sequence is fucking great. So good. The, and the music that's played during that. They look like they're having a blast during that dance sequence. Yeah. Like uh, Mark Ruffalo and Emma Stone. They just look like they're having the absolute 
fucking time of their life. And it just draws you into the movie even more. Um, but it's cool how she experiences the world. She sees like, cause like uh, eventually they go on like a cruise ship. Cause she's trying, he's trying to contain her to like a ship. So she can't run away. So they go on this like cruise. And they're going to go to Greece and she meets like this, like a uh, couple. They're not like a couple, but they're friends. It's like an older white woman and like a younger black dude. And she starts learning about like, you know, basically just about like being an autonomous human being and having um, opinions on, right. I don't know. She's like, reading like the full, like philosophy. philosophy exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, so she starts to question a lot of things like, and basically starts questioning uh, Mark Ruffalo a lot, but then she gets to like go off the ship for a second and see like human beings, like in this, like, weird sandcastle tower they're in alexandria and they're eating like like it's like high, also, high society yeah, yeah, yeah. and he and he shows her like look down there because she hears something and he's like oh that's just babies dying yeah and so they look off like this edge of a castle and there's like these people like homeless people just like in like loincloths like there's there's just, just bodies crawling around and then and, there's a guy who's like burying bait dead babies and she's like well we should go down there and help them and he's like if we go down there They'll tear us. They'll tear us apart. They'll rape us. He's they'll like, rob us. Yeah. He's like, and they'll they'll take what we have. And if we were down there, we would do the same. We would tear the people apart too. That's just the because way the world is. What he is. says to her is like, the world is cruel. Yeah. And she doesn't buy it until she does. I guess I don't know. But then eventually, when she gets like involved with the brothel, it's just great. Oh man, man. it's so just fucking great. That, remember when I said like that? That little the woman who oh the madam of the brothel. I was like, I fucking recognize her, and she's a Harry Potter. Oh, is she really? Yeah, she's, I told you, she's, she's like a the, little elf woman. She's that little woman and she is the muggle who witnesses the Dementors attack um, Harry and his cousin. Mm-hmm. And she goes and she. Didn't you say another girl's from Harry Potter too? No, the, it's just that old the, woman. Who's the second Bella? You said she's she- from, so she's from the leftovers. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's from the leftovers. No, that old woman who, with all the tattoos, the madam, she's from Harry Potter. Cause her voice, as soon as you hear her voice, you're going to be like, it is very I, recognizable. I recognize it. Yeah. yeah. But she's weird looking. She's a strange yeah. woman. But isn't she, but everyone is so weird, right? Cause she, remember she bites her earlobe. <laughs> bites her earlobe. Yeah. <laughs> draws blood. It's so weird. Uh, there's great, there, like I said, there's great lines in the movie also, but I do love her experiences in the brothel or just like she, cause like the woman's basically like, you know, sometimes. She's like, why did the men come in and pick the women? Yeah, why can't we choose? Why can't we choose? Wouldn't they be happier if we choose them? And she's like, sometimes men like it when you don't like it. And she, that's just like such a weird thing for yes. her to even consider. She's like, oh shit, I didn't think about that. Right, because she gets so much pleasure out of sex. And so she can't imagine not getting pleasure out of it mm-hmm. until she experiences it. Right, and someone puts a dry dick in her. Right. You want to get me started? And, and she's like, oh. And the guy comes in like three thrusts uh-huh. and she's like, oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. I love the ending and spoiler alert. The ending is fucking hilarious. Uh, just, I, I just couldn't say enough. Oh my God. I laughed so hard that I had tears running come, down my face. Well, it comes full circle and, and not just like, you know, you meet her husband who's deranged. He tries to imprison her and, um, but it also comes full circle where like in the beginning she said like she wants to be a surgeon also like like God is. Mm-hmm. And uh, but she like she's basically going to get married to her original betrothed, which is God's assistant. And she's like they're in they're going to have the wedding or whatever. And the husband comes in with Mark Ruffalo and Mark yeah. Ruffalo puts the pieces together where like, you know, y- you watch a movie, you'll put it. To, you, I'm not going to tell you everything that happens. But anyway. They go back. He's like, she's like, oh, I want to go back. I want to find out why I killed myself, basically. And so, you know, 
they have this whole dinner conversation. You find out he's a raving, raving lunatic. Well, you also find out that she was a terrible person. Oh, because yeah. Because she, she was she also, was. they like together enjoyed tormenting their servants. Their staff, yeah. yeah. So then eventually you find out that he's, she's not allowed to leave now. This estate that he brought her to. And he's basically going to like cut off her, her clitoris. He's going to like clitoris, female yeah. circumcision. Yeah. And she kind of overhears it. And, um, She's like, oh no, you ain't doing that shit to me. So he's like, he's like, come in for a drink, and she's like, I don't want to drink. And then he's like, basically, you gotta drink it. It's gonna, it's like uh, chloroform and gin. gin. Is that what it yeah, was? Yeah. <laughs> and then and we're gonna do this. He's like, basically, like I'm gonna take back my territory. He's like, you've been so uh, distracted by your uh, pleasurable vagina. I'm gonna take away the pleasure part for you, and then I'm gonna basically get you pregnant again afterwards. And he make he's gonna make her drink it. And she throws it in his face. He passes out and he shoots himself in the foot in the process and she brings her uh the assistant and god to this you know house they bring him back to the house and they fix his foot with the bullet hole in it and she's like i'm not gonna let him free because he's gonna do something bad to us so i'm gonna put a fucking goat brain in his head and and the ending is him you see them out in the yard it's like it's like emma stone in the yard everyone's so happy out in the yard right she brought her friend back from the brothel yeah and they're all sitting around she got married to her original like uh betrothed Uh, mccandless or whatever mccandles god eventually passes away because he had cancer Willem defoe's character and you hear like in the background you hear like ah and me and Seth looked at each other because you could tell it was a human doing that noise. Yes. And it, and it cuts to him and he's like eating grass like naked. And, yeah, and he's doing like he's doing like the dead. Oh he's doing the dead stare goat face that, you, you know, every time you look at a goat, oh, they're just staring like into the abyss of life. He's doing that and he's just eating it. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. The best fuck away ever to end a movie. And I loved it because people in the movie theater were like, what the fuck? <laughs> Fucking oh my god, I uh, I loved it. I, I loved can't it wait so to watch much. it again. Yeah, oh, I, gotta, I can't I stop get, thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, when I when it comes out, I got to get it on Blu-ray because I would love to watch it at home. It just looks so fucking. It's just a movie. It's gonna be one of those movies. It's gonna be a cult classic for especially just for me. I can say like it just gives me the feelings of movies. I told Steph, I was like, you don't get to see movies like that anymore in the movie theater where it makes you feel like the wonderment and excitement yeah. you did when you first saw a movie when you were younger. Yep. And it very much felt like that for me where there was so much attention to detail put in the movie. All the actors wanted to be there. They really wanted the movie to be as great as it was. And I fucking loved it. Yeah. Like this to me is what Tim Burton should have eventually started to do. Yeah. And not dark shadows. With Johnny Depp. <laughs> Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is coming out. We'll see. Yeah. I want to believe that Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is going to be good. I know I keep comparing it to Tim Burton and when you're going to watch him, like, this is nothing like Tim Burton. It, it is and it isn't. Yeah. It's like, it has the feels of like Adam's family. Am I wrong about that? Doesn't it have it, like that just weirdness about Adam's family? Like, it does. No, I see it. I yeah. mean, I see what you're saying. Absolutely. But that's not um, all it is. No. Right. But it does have like that. It brings you into this world kind yeah. of thing. Um, You need to watch it. Uh, You know, you're probably too late to see it in theaters at this point. We saw it like, unless you have like a local indie theater that's still playing it. But when it comes out, you need to watch it. I didn't hear anybody say anything about this movie. All I saw was people sharing pictures of Willem Dafoe looking like weird potato sewn up face yeah, man. Yeah. And I didn't know what it was from because nobody was putting what it was. And eventually I was like, heard uh, one of my friends saw and said it was fucking the best. You need to watch this. And I, I didn't expect I was going to love it as much as I did. I thought I was going to probably dig it. I fucking love it so much. Yeah. So much. Me and Steph were talking about it all night when we saw it last night. Just great, man. 10 out of 10. Let's talk about our last movie because that's not a 10 out of 10. 
<laughs> but it's fun to talk oh, about. Man. Is it though? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Tough Guys Don't Dance from 1987. I had never heard of this fucking movie until you told me to watch it. All right. So I knew that Vinegar Syndrome put this out like months ago. And I was like, I saw it. And I was like, I, I, I don't, I never saw this movie. And then I looked it up and I recognized it only because there's a scene in it that has become like a meme where it's like this guy on a beach and he reads this like note and then he goes, Oh God. Oh man. Oh God. Oh man. Oh God. Oh man. Oh God. Oh man. <laughs> and, and I was like, what is that? And that's what it is. It's this movie. Oh, so Vinegar said you put it out. And then I was reminded about it because Laura Lolobi that we follow on Instagram basically posted a picture of it and she said she took an edible and watched it and she described it perfectly. I'm not ever going to be able to describe it any more perfect than this. I'm just going to use her quote. If Tommy Wiseau wrote Memento and it was directed by David Lynch. (laughs) Fucking perfect. Such a weird ass movie this is. And I'm just going to tell you right now, as much as I love poor things, there's two like there's two highways of Jessup's life, right? It's like what things I love in, in movies. One high- I, can, I can. Okay. Let me, let me take a guess at this. Let me take a stab. You're going to be wrong, but okay. You love a movie like, like poor things. That's mm-hmm. gorgeous and beautiful and well acted. And just like attention, like you said, attention to detail and beautiful sets and beautiful music. And you appreciate that. The, all the, the yeah. work and effort. Yes. You also love fucking shitty ass movies yep. that don't make any sense true that the acting is terrible oh my god and nothing matters that's true <laughs> and uh, both these highways eventually become one highway and they lead to the cum button that's like <laughs> that's between my butt it's between my butt cheeks and it goes right to my prostate and you ram your car in yeah, my yeah. prostate and i shoot cum everywhere right. and that's what this fucking movie is too just as good as poor things, but in Not, the but, no, but, but in the opposite way. Every opposite, but the way. opposite road that leads to my prostate that still makes me come. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking this movie is. I, I watched it by myself. We both watched it by ourselves. I was watching it at work one night. It's also I. I watched this in three different sessions because it's awful. It's fucking so good though. <laughs> it's, it's you don't think it's so good? No. Come on, Steph. It's terrible. It's, but it's so but but it, but it is like the, you watch it and you're like, this is the best shittiest movie. I mean, it's like the room. It's like the room because you are like, this is so dumb and so awful. No, it's like, but it's hilarious. It's like watching aliens. It's like you know what it's like. It's like what I imagine AI would make a movie be if you like if you're like <laughs> AI, AI make a murder mystery. Enter and it just spit this out. Yeah, but you pe- gave like, but you gave specifics because it's like an old porn star needs to show up because cocaine ready? decapitation. This is this is some of the dialogue that I I, I wrote down a lot oh, of the I wrote one-liners. Down, I wrote down a couple things. Okay, I'll do one and then you do one. Okay, we'll go back and forth. I'm feeling demented. Oh no, that's mine. Okay, well I'm gonna. That's the only one I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> Can I do that one? Yeah, first? yeah go ahead, go ahead. Okay, <clears throat> I feel demented tonight. In what way demented? I could fuck your woman right in front of you. <laughs> Hashtag AI. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I wrote down a bunch more. Is Pangborn a swish? He may wash his hands after making love, but I wouldn't call him a swish. And I was like, what the fuck is a swish? It's like a gay man. Gay man. Yeah, yeah. I, I never, never heard that well, once can, in my can life. We just say, we have to start off by saying that this movie takes place in Provincetown. Yeah. And there's so much gayness. But there's so much. But the gayness is like drip, drip homophobia. In. Right. 
Yeah. It is weird. When did when did Promise Town become like the gay mecca though? I don't know. Because I know it hasn't always been that well, way. Well, I mean, it must have been Since, more in this because there's so much yeah, homophobia. Yeah, yeah. Since me and you've been going, it's been like that. And I love it. I love that it's gay shit there because they're the fucking. <laughs> it's gay shit. The, it is the best. It's the fucking best because they're the nicest goddamn people <laughs> ever. No one fucking even asked me about my tattoos when I go there. They don't give a no fucking shit. They don't give a fuck. Those bears don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it too because like I'm the center of attention, yeah. not Steph. Like when we go out to a restaurant and they ask me what I want to eat, it's like all eyes on me. What I want, and they're like, "You can order too." And even I'm, though, I'm your beard. Even though That's you. <laughs> Even though you got a pussy. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, this this is from the 80s, right? So there, that's, that explains the homophobia if this was oh, yeah, yeah, already for sure. the, a gay mecca. It is a weird element that doesn't really need to be in the movie, it's, but it's it, there. This, this movie could take place anywhere. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't it, well, need to be in Provincetown and there doesn't need to be any homophobia. I mean, you could say that about any movie, though. <laughs> no, but the homophobia You could say that about so any specific. movie except, like, Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> you couldn't say, like, Saving Private Ryan could take place anywhere. You're like, well, buggers, no, it couldn't, you stupid. <laughs> you know? No, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know why Provincetown? Why homophobia? This was a choice. I think it's cool, I mean, aesthetically for some of the shots. We love Provincetown. That's why you think it's cool. But otherwise. Yeah, true. <laughs> I do love Provincetown. All right, can I do more quotes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, when I say this one, you have to imagine that I'm Wings Hauser, and oh I'm because we didn't say who's in the movie. Oh, we didn't fuck. say. We didn't even say. Yep. I think okay. it's just really him that you recognize, right? Written and directed by Norman Mailer. Yeah. Um, starring Ryan O'Neill, who's Ryan. like the, the main guy. The main. Um, Isabella Rossellini. Oh, I hate her. The vagina monologues. I fucking hate her she so was, much. Oh, hello. I hate her. Death becomes her. But she's hot looking in that. She, she is Somehow hot. they make her look hot. She looks like a fucking troll bitch. And that's like a knife. She looks like a bad like, hair. She looks like a knife form troll. Do you know what a knife form troll <laughs> yes, is? I do. Look him up. Look up what a knife form troll is. And that's Isa- Isabella Johnny. I mean, um, Isabella. Uh, Isabella Rossellini. Um, Deborah Stipe or Deborah Sundland, who plays Patty, whatever her other last name is. They, she's a dog, she has a two name. Patty May. Patty, whatever. And then Wings, Patty Hel- Mel- Patty Wings Mel- Hauser. Yeah, Patty Melt. I love Wing- that. Wings Hauser. Oh, also Cameo, Pendulet. Pendulet is in it, looking like the weirdest guy you've ever seen. And he's only in it for like five seconds. Five, five seconds. Okay. If you haven't already gone onto Vinegar Syndrome's website and ordered this, just do it. Because I'm telling you right now, like, you need to get this movie. You need to do some edibles and watch it. You will fucking love it. It's particularly, I think, Ben would love this movie. Maybe. Uh, Beer John? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I want to have a night with Beer John, Ben, and me, and we do fucking edibles, and we just watch this movie together. Please. I think Before that's, you watch it the first the, time, I think please. that's the problem. What? I watch this movie- Sober. Movie, movie. I watch this movie sober. I watched it half and half. I watched half and of it. And it was- And then it I came home. It was hard to get through. It wasn't for me ever. <laughs> sober or high, I still loved it the same. I loved oh it the same. I loved God. it a little more high, but I loved it because sometimes I just feel high, even though I'm not high. Like, yeah. And this movie made me feel like I was on drugs. Yeah, because it makes and I fucking no loved it. fucking sense. Oh, yeah. Let me go back to the quotes real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll get then we'll try to make sense of the story. Oh I'm, my god. Okay, so when I say this line, you have to imagine I'm Wings Hauser that just had a stroke and I'm talking out of the uh-huh. corner of my mouth. I made you come 16 times in one night. Not one of them was good. That's cause you have no womb. <laughs> All right, this is another Wings Hauser line. I'm just a country boy. I like to kill homos. Uh, this is not a Wingshauser line. I'm here to talk about the seance. Don't bring it up. That night was horrendous. Disruptive. <laughs> uh, another quote. 
Your mind is more real to me than your ass. That was Elizabeth, uh, Isabella. Oh, Isabella Rossellini. This is the woman that has the worst southern accent. Is she trying to do Miss Piggy? She's the Miss Piggy woman. It looks like an alien gray. She's trying to do a southern accent. You Yankees got tongues like tallywhackers. She, she Steph, Steph said she was the most distracting person in the movie because she didn't know what, what voice she was trying to do. I didn't know what it was trying to be. It was fucking intense. <laughs> it was a really intense one. Me and my man make out five times a night. That's why I call him Mr. Five. <laughs> Don't you think you and I are special Looney Tunes? We never fucked each other. I'm a peace officer. Evidence arouses me. I may be a physical coward, but I will assert I have death guts. <laughs> that was my favorite. What if I told you to take it in your mouth or die? Would you do that? Would you take my pride and joy in your mouth? Life gives a man two balls. Use them. It's a rare day. I don't bang two women. Matter of fact, I don't sleep well unless I get that second hump in. Uh... Okay, yeah, I'll, that's all the ones I'll do. Yeah. So yeah, Penn Jillette is in it. He plays a Christian preacher that's also a swinger. Right. That the main character gets involved on like a dating app with or something. It's like not a, an app. Yeah, well, it's not an app. Yeah. It's, it's like a but like it's like, like a before times app, like, like a, a classified ad newspaper before yeah, yeah, times yeah, app. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, look at this couple, and it's this southern bitch to Tara Blackson and yeah. Penn Jillette stands yeah. there in like a Hawaiian shirt and weird shorty shorts, and then he fucks them. He, well, she, well, the wife, but he makes the wife do it. They no? fuck together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently, he has a huge dick because he's like, she's like, Isabel uh, Lasagna Fettuccini is like, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. He's like, I heard you come like 16 times. And she's like, Why were you listening? <laughs> Why are you listening to me? Come. <laughs> Wait, what is Ryan O'Neill from? The main guy. He's from, he's, I think, a he's, ton of shit, I right? think he's from a TV show. Oh, he's from the movie Love Story. That I don't came know. Came out in 1970. Is he from a TV show? Um, like where he was on an aircraft carrier taking care of planes. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, but it, Love Story is like a, it was like a very famous. That's not movie. it. It's I've not Love it. Story. Uh, I'm going back. Dude, he's been in a million things. All right, let's see. Um, leave it to Beaver. Okay. I don't care <laughs> My three sons, Perry Mason. What is the story of this movie? Can you tell me? Did you, did you say what it was? Since this is our last movie, I want to know. What it's about because that's what you usually do for me on the last movie. Yeah. Usually you usually tell me what it's about. So this movie is inexplicably <laughs> you can't describe it to someone with words. It's a thing that just needs to be you need to watch it because I don't really think I know what happened. But I want Steph to try to tell me what happened without going into every scene. Yeah. Okay. And I won't and I'm not gonna read the synopsis because I'm gonna do my best. Okay. I even had to read the Wikipedia because I was watching this movie for like an hour. It's like and I was like what I don't. What is this movie about? <laughs> because it's like when you get like a blooming onion yeah. for, from uh, Outback Steakhouse, and you eat the outside of it. But the adventure is like when you get to the middle, and you're like, "Oh, these these guys in the middle, they got a certain kind of like crispiness to them that the outside boys didn't have." And it feels like when you get to the middle, you learn something about that onion. That's the thing about this movie is that things are revealed in a really odd way. 
Like you are you an could, hour. You, you could say odd. you are. You're an hour into the movie, and then something is revealed about a backstory, you're in, and you're like, no, "Why?" You're an hour and forty five <laughs> minutes into the movie, and suddenly the main character has a dog that you've never seen the whole movie, <laughs> and the dog gets stabbed to death, and it looks like a sock monkey. And you're like, what? "And I was like, but what? Where the fuck did that dog come from?" Right, it was a dog. He was like, "That's my, your your sword is in my dog. That's my best friend, and I I he's my best buddy, but I keep him in the closet. Fucking twenty three hours of the day yeah okay so i'll do my best try um i want to see how so, this is i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna put stuff in there if, yeah, if you're yeah, not please 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 yeah, i'll put stuff in there I've, i it's yeah. unclear okay I'll okay put it in. so the, the main this main guy ryan o'neill okay <laughs> so he starts off with like he he's all like he's just a mess he's and messed. then he comes in he's in his house and his dad's there no, he hears something downstairs right, and he goes down and it's a bald man and you find out that's his dad and his dad is dying of cancer, but he doesn't call his dad, dad. He calls his dad by his name. So it's very confusing. And he's like, yeah, well, you know what, dad, I didn't get raped in prison. I stood up in the shower. <laughs> yes. and his dad's like, cool. I always thought you did get fucked in the ass when you were in. And you're just like, why did that conversation start? Why did it happen? Why did he yeah. tell his dad? I'm not, so, I'm not, by the way, dad, I'm not gay. Like lo- there was no lead up to no. it. A lot of this movie is like him telling his dad what has happened in the past two weeks right. but then some of it's in present time so it's very confusing no, no up, until right? a, up until a point yeah it's him telling the story to us that and then it's like okay now we're right we're, right, we're, now we're, we're in current and then it plays graduation music right okay so he's like he's like my wife patty lorraine that's her name patty, patty lorraine. lorraine not spelled lorraine the way you think it's spelled differently i don't think um, i don't think anything about lorraine. so he's like patty lorraine left me 24 days ago because he I, keeps a count on his mirror in, in shaving cream in shaving cream well, hashtag why and he's like and i just had a bender clean shave like, like two weeks and this is what's happened to me and he goes through this whole thing so but here's the thing that's weird right he says he's been on a bender for two weeks and he says that she's been gone for like 30 days 24 days 24 days whatever yeah. but it doesn't make sense in context of the story because when you find out that all these things happened did they just suddenly just wait for a month Right. It doesn't make any sense. None of it makes sense. But okay, so here's the backstory. Anyway, so his like you mentioned, his wife like you mentioned, was married to Pendulette and his ex girlfriend, Madeline. Pe- is Pendulette who- sexually attractive? No. Do you think he has a huge dunk because he's a big boy? He probably does. His hair is especially bad in this movie because it's short and like wavy. Mm-hmm. Where like you're used to seeing Pendulette with like long straight hair that's back in a ponytail. And I'm used to that it's little weird. guy walking around with him not talking. Tell her. And I wish he was in the movie. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so okay. So anyway. So you. So 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 so. so, so, so. Patty Lorraine is married to Pendulette. <laughs> okay. And then she divorces Pendulette, and she marries this rich guy who we meet later, Wardley or whatever. His name She's is. supposed to be and sexy. Pendulette's wife. She looks like. She looks like hard R Miss Piggy, well, she, and she's so annoying looking. She has ter- uh, this is the woman with the terrible Southern accent. Yeah. So she divorces Pendulette. She marries Wardley, who's really rich. Then she divorces Wardley and gets a lot of money. Wardley also has a weird accent. Everyone's weird. No, everybody's weird. And in this he movie. also is like going bald, but he has a ponytail too. He has like a skull. And he's always wearing a always wearing a suit. Yeah. So then she gets really rich, and then she marries our main character Ryan O'Neill. But then she leaves him and she takes her butler. Who the, you the, think she's fucking, the but butler I don't know. is the black guy from Tales from the Hood that's the uh that works in the uh funeral home. Yeah. It says, Oh, you're gonna get the shit. You want the shit? You're gonna get the shit. The right. shit. 
So, but then there's all these flashbacks of like them being at a party together and then a woman goes to the door and she takes her top off and then we meet Wings Hauser, who's like the sheriff and then they drink together. Weird interactions. Everything is a weird interaction. And he's basically like, your wife is fucking succulent. And he's like, don't talk about my wife like that. You need to leave. And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm just joking. You don't have to leave. And he's like, I'm going to leave anyway. (laughs) And you're just like, okay, cool. Okay, so that's a flashback where people are doing, okay, so this is how you know that people are wealthy. There's a little table set up where people you, are doing lines you, of Coke. You love this scene. No, people are doing lines of Coke, but there's a cheap ass plate that has caviar and crackers next because to it. Because you- Because rich. But you also, when you're rich, you snort at the same time. You do one line of, the li- <laughs> of little- of caviar and one line of cocaine and one in each nostril. Oh, okay, so okay. then the brininess from the cocaine mixes with the yayo. Oh, right. Well, you said the brininess from the, the fish caviar. eggs <laughs> mixes with the yayo. Yeah, yeah. So it makes like them like almost breaded. Right. Like, like, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it gets like fried uh, fish row in your, in your no-no. And then it gets stuck in your sinuses and then you just have fish, right. like it's fish like, smell. It's like drinking boba tea up your nose. If, uh, if boba tea was tiny. I fucking love boba tea. I love it too. Go get me one. <laughs> Um, okay, wait, so let me go back. This is, and this is, After the party. This, this is how the movie is told also. This is, this, 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 this. Um, so then all of a sudden, I don't know, I'm, drum, I'm probably jumping around, but then jump he, around. he's really jump sad. Around. He's really sad and he's at Jump a, up, jump up and get down. He's at a restaurant drinking by himself, which you told me later. He drinks is, alone with nobody else. Right. With George Thorogood, which you told me we went to this restaurant. We did. Yeah, we yeah. went to it. Yep. We went to it a couple of times. In Brownstown, yeah. We had Christmas dinner there. We had Christmas dinner. We did. And so he's there. I remember the sex we would have, too, in, in those bed and breakfasts, you know, in early times with, with, with Jessup and stuff. Early times, man, we were. We're not doing sound, that now. Sound like an audience was clapping Listen, for hours. I think we're having the best sex of our lives okay, right now. Okay, cool. Thanks. I'm saying it's great. No, I am. So am I. I'm saying thanks. Um, I'm saying thank you. Hold on. So, can I shake your hand? <laughs> shake. Shake on it. So. Cool. That's what horny people do when they have good sex afterwards. They shake afterwards. Just have a good shake. Great time. Great time. Thanks. Great time. Thanks. That was fun. Um. So he's at this restaurant and he's sitting by himself drinking and there's a couple that comes in and the wealthy. They're supposed to be fancy. I thought this woman High was class. like, she's older, but I thought there's something like. Like mildly attractive about you her. You thought she was sexy as fuck. No, That's I didn't. I never me. said that. I never said she was sexy as fuck. You did. I said she looks like a like. Because I said she's she, weird looking, you know, and you were like, she's hot. You know when you're a kid and you're like sexually <laughs> attracted to like Daffy Duck's bitch. What was what, what her name? What's what's Daffy Duck's uh duck? A Daisy Duck. Daisy, Daisy Duck. Daisy yeah. Duck? When you're a kid, you're like attracted to Daisy Duck. She looks like if Daisy Duck was like a human flesh person and but she was like a grandmom. So she looks like a grandmom human flesh person version of Daisy Duck. And so I would have sex with that version of Daisy Duck well, because it's attached to my childhood. I'm looking her up because I got to see what she's she's from. in a lot she's of in, stuff, she's bro. In so much stuff. So much. Her name is Frances Fisher. I don't like her anymore because my grandmom's name's Frances. Oh, so I feel shit, like I'd be fucking my grandmom in Titanic. She's also in Unforgiven. What is she from from the 80s? She must have been um, hella old. Was she the old bitch from Titanic that threw her necklace into the water? No. I'm say, I would not have sex with that she woman. She was not uh, that uh, old. Holy man, shit. That would feel like just putting that your... That wasn't that many years after this. Titanic came out in the Putting mid- your penis what, in the mid-90s? old lady from fucking Titanic is probably like putting your penis in like a, like a tub of cold ricotta. Oh my God. Dude, she's in so much. Fucking let's see. From, sick. The, from the 80s. Let's see. Disgusting. Um, Come on. Just keep... Give me I'm a looking. title. She's in Big? She was in... She's the one that fucks Tom? No. 
Uh, Pink Cadillac. Okay. I don't know That's any it. of it's these boring. fucking movies. Yeah, it's not good. L.A. Story. I don't know. Unforgiven. That's what I know. Um. So so then she he he's in this the restaurant and this couple come in and mm-hmm. we find out that the woman tell me about is it. an ex porn star yeah and then he's like oh I'm into this and then that that's the demented thing where they're like we're gonna party together afterwards and then he's just fucking her he's fucking her and then, standing up yeah and then they're the standing old- up outside the car he has her he's like jackhammering her with <laughs> with her legs over his shoulders as he's standing up and then the husband who is like kind of flamboyant is leaning against the car crying and saying. Just let me speak. Just let me speak. And all you hear is like, <laughs> and it cuts. The scene cuts. It's like, you're like, what just happened? I don't, see, that's the thing. I don't understand anything because then later on, there's like a cocaine deal that happens. Did you go, do you think but, people have gone onto Vinegar Syndrome's website and ordered this yet? Probably. They need to. Probably. You need to own this. This needs to be in the collection. So, okay. Then also he, during this like two week bender, he's like, Oh, I woke up with a tattoo that looks like it was drawn on by like a six year old. <laughs> and it says the name Madeline. And then Madeline, we find out, is his ex girlfriend, who is Isabella Rossellini, yeah, 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 who yeah. is now married to the new sheriff, who is Wings Hauser. Right? It's just, but, it's just so many levels of that, like, blooming onion. She was with ryan o'neill and they were in a car accident and then she lost a baby and then she lost her womb everybody is just tasting one another's cum and (laughs) pussy juice because they're all fucking each other they're all right and then wardley comes back in on the scene ever by the way wardley confronts the southern uh, patty lorraine and then he fucking kills patty lorraine and pat but b- b- let's go back in time because patty lorraine kills the porn star so now we have two decapitated women okay you skipped a lot you, i don't know you, what's happening in this movie <laughs> you didn't also tell that the main character also sells weed and oh well he's an ex-con at, at one no. point they don't they tell you they did you ever show him selling weed no but he's got a stash in the woods in like oh, a yes. random hole that he keeps a bag of weed. Also, he refers to himself as an ex-con. And when you see this guy, you're like, you weren't in prison. But he didn't get fucked <laughs> in the butt when he was in prison. He told his dad. Just, because he was never in prison. He told his dad as he's much. He's not an ex-con. It's like the craziest thing. You know, it's the ex-con that wants to be a writer. But his dad clearly is like with the Italian mafia. Yeah. His right? Da- his dad is played by, uh, in Seinfeld, Elaine's dad. Oh, is that who it is? Yeah, it's Elaine's dad from Seinfeld. He's like this tough gangstery yeah. guy. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I, I did see some episodes with him. I was just watching it recently, yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah. That's but, he plays the same character in this movie where he's like yeah, this tough no, guy. He does. Because he comes back and he's like, He's I got rid of those heads well, he, for you. He's naturally bald, but they work it into the story that he's bald because he's going through chemo. Chemo. Right? <laughs> and you're just like, but why? But why also this? you don't you didn't lose your eyebrow hair. Eyebrow. Right. <laughs> Bro, you bro, you didn't lose your brows. You didn't lose your brows, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> How did you lose your brows, bro? Okay, so like fill in the fill in the bits and pieces that I missed because I don't I don't know what's happening. Well, okay, so that, so I mean we just we'll just cut to the end. <laughs> I mean, I, there's so much that happens. There's like uh you have involvement with like these like shady. Okay, so there's also a seance, there's, like, there's also a seance that happens, seance. and they talk about this seance multiple times. 
for no reason because it doesn't even have anything to do with the movie. But it's again, it's like this David Lynch weirdness where he's like, oh, I'm going to just put this in there. But this has nothing to do with the story. Right. But I'm going to make you think it's going to have something about the story at some point. But guess what? And it doesn't. Ha ha. I'm David Lynch. That's what this <laughs> that's what this whole movie is. It's ha ha. I'm David Lynch. Yeah. You stupid asshole. But it's not David Lynch. It's this guy. The guy who wrote the story directed the movie and it's an old dude. And I don't know what the fuck he was thinking when he made this movie. I really don't know what he did. Do you but, know that he was unbeknownst he to tried him, to murder his ex-wife when he stabbed her with a fucking in real pen life? knife. Yes. Oh, a shit. pen knife. And he almost killed her. In real life, he doesn't even know. Unbeknownst to him, he made the best movie of all time. <laughs> fucking for real. This shit is fucking inexplicable. Aid, oh there's so many God. twists and turns. Every scene is a turn and every other scene is a twist. So you're just like, it's like someone's ganking your nipples on a cheese grater. And I don't even know what that means, but that's what it feels like. I don't know either. You're taking so many twists. And then like when I took, when I talked to Steph after she had watched like maybe 75% of the movie, she's like, I don't know. I don't know what this movie is. I don't know what the story was. <laughs> But at the end, you do find out that it's basically like the guy that Patty, the, the blonde Southern yeah. Belle, really annoying Miss Piggy woman was married to. Wardley. That got divorced from her. Right. Is the one who's been killing mostly everybody because he was involved with, they were all basically trying to take his money. Right. And he goes to the main character and he's like, I'm going to kill you because, you know, you took my woman and you try to take my money too. And he's like, well, Patty Leanne made Marbley told me that I was gonna kill, was supposed to kill you and I didn't. And he's like, "Oh, you didn't kill me? Why didn't you do that?" And he's like, "Because I just couldn't do it." And he's like, "Oh, well, you're actually a good person. Well, will you? What would you do if I told you to take my pe- my penis in your mouth?" And he's like, "You don't want that anymore." And he's like, "What would you do if I told you to take my pride and joy in your mouth right now?" come over here and put your arm around me. So the main character puts the arm around. No, my favorite part is when he pretends he's going to shoot himself. He's like, ha, you thought I was going to shoot myself in the head. <laughs> he does have that voice. <laughs> no, he, no, he doesn't say that though. He says, he uh, you thought I was going to kill myself. You were hoping I was going to kill myself. <laughs> and he's like, no, I wasn't bro. I promise I wasn't. And then he's like, oh, well, you're going to take my pride and joy in your mouth now. And he's like, no, you don't want me to do that. And he's like, well, then come over here, put your arm around me. So he puts his arm around me. He's like, you kind of, you loved me didn't you you liked me a little bit didn't you and he's like i kind of liked you a little bit and he's like okay cool and he shoots himself in the nipple <laughs> it's like that the, the, the wardly like, guy like Heath ledger shoots himself in monster's ball so then the movie right in the chest the movie ends because you find out basically everybody was trying to pin all these murders on the main character but ryan o'neill ryan o'neill yeah yeah so at the end, he gets back together with elizabeth isabella isabella rossellini rossellini and she's like oh they pull up to a house and they're all dressed up like in business no, suits. No, wait, you didn't talk. No, you skipped. What did I skip? You oh, skipped oh, oh, Wings Hauser. Wings Hauser having a stroke. <laughs> Wings Hauser. They go to Wings Hauser at one point. No one knows what's happening when we're talking about this. It makes no <laughs> sense. And that's fine because you need to just watch it because I can't describe this movie to you. Nobody yeah. could accurately describe this movie to another person. No. It's not physically possible. <laughs> it's not mentally possible, spiritually possible or anything. You just have to watch it. But there is a scene at the end where it's basically Wings Hauser is also caught up in this web of killings and He's like basically saying like, oh, well, you killed the porn star and you cut her head off. The main character saying that's to Wings Hauser. Wings Hauser gets so pissed. He's like, you know, you never 
there's two parts of me. One is the enforcer and one's the maniac. And you never met the maniac, but he's about to come out. And then he's like, well, you should clean the blood out of your car for when you killed that porn star. And he's like, ah, and he starts smashing his head yes. against the wall because he's so mad. And then Wingshauser, apparently, I guess he has a stroke because they don't tell you. <laughs> he just falls on the ground and he starts shaking his legs. And then in the next scene, he's talking out of the corner of his mouth. Yes. And basically telling uh, Elizabeth Fettuccini that she, he used to make her come so much. And she's like, you never, you made me come a lot, but it was never good come. And he's like, well, I used to think you were big potatoes, but really you're just small potatoes. And she's like, oh no, you ain't going to tell me I'm small potatoes. I'm going to shoot you in the fucking face. Yeah, she and fucking kills him. She kills him. And then it cuts to the ending where it's fucking Elizabeth Fettuccini or Isabel Rosalini and Tom O'Neill pulling up to a, <laughs> is that his name? Tom O'Neill? Ryan O'Neill. Ryan O'Neill pulling up to a house and he's like, oh, whose house is this? And she's like, it's, it's my, our house. Because I bought it for $2 million that I found in a barn. And he's like, oh, you found $2 million in a barn? She's like, yeah. He's like, that's the money that was Wardley's money from the drug deal. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, we live here now. And they go in the house and he closes the door. When he closes the door, it's like a demented witch's laugh going, And it makes no sense. It makes no sense. And the credits come. Yeah. And at that point, you do feel like your soul has completely left your body and you're like in the ethereal plane. It's true. And you're fucking surfing (laughs) and you're like high fiving with David Bowen and all these people that died like Freddie Mercury. They're all with you. And they're like, you're holding hands and it's the coolest fucking and the most dopest feeling you've ever had in your life. But then you hear somebody like, come on back. That's up. The movie's over. And then your soul returns to your body as the credits go and you wake up in this stupor and you don't know what happened. But what happened was you saw the best movie ever made. That's a 10 out of 10. It's fucking, I can't recommend it enough. If you love terrible movies, this is, should be at the top of your list of terrible movies to watch because I already described it to you. This should be steep set in your brain. You need to watch it because at this point you still have no idea what the fuck. You don't know. You don't know what we said. You know, you listened to a (laughs) podcast, but you don't know what you heard. You don't know what the character's names were. You couldn't put a face to them because we didn't really do a good job describing them. You know, Wings House is in it and you know, some cool dialogue you heard and you know, the gist kind of, so you should be, your nipples should be ready to just ready, ready for, for the experience yeah. of a lifetime. And it, this was on prime. So watch prime it. free. Yeah. Prime. Watch it. And if you don't want to invest the money, I mean, I think you should invest the money and you should buy it directly from vinegar <laughs> syndrome. Wait till it comes and watch oh that. My God. But if you don't want to do that, it's free on prime either way. Holy shit. This is great. I love, I love, I love talking about all these different movies. Yeah. And I, we said we were going to do a cold Kaiju and we still are, but we watched these movies pretty quickly in the last week. And that's why we're coming back at with you with another, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah already. Yeah. Fucking spoiling you, to be honest. I mean, we had to talk Is about it worth it? Things. Are you worth it? Fuck no, you're not worth it. You ain't worth shit to me. But I still <laughs> did this. I still did this for you so you could have, you know, at least two hours of your work day where you didn't want to put a gun in your mouth. Yeah. And, you know, Steph helped out a little bit. I will say she tried. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to talk about that. We did get quite a bit of uh, Hell Fidelity submissions. We're going to get back to the Hell Fidelity episodes. Um... Uh, Danny that does the Picarest voice is finishing up one of his movies now. So he hasn't been able to do our uh, intros for the episodes, but we're going to get back to him. If you haven't received an email regarding the health fidelity episodes, you will. Uh, we have probably like six stories now, like lined up that mm-hmm. I just have to produce. And um, we'll next one will be from our buddy, Tom Collins coming at you with his story next. 
uh, and um, Carl Cool will be doing the he did the music for that one uh, on his new release. You can listen to Carl Cool's new release on uh, I believe SoundCloud for some no no Bandcamp is it Bandcamp okay it's cool on Bandcamp, good yeah. thank God it's Bandcamp because I was like I don't think it's on SoundCloud. Uh, listen to Carl Cool's new album. It's fucking great. Bunch of German titles and such. Uh, but you'll also be able to hear it on the next Health Fidelity episode that'll be coming in the next couple weeks. Uh, we'll get that out to you. And I also wanted to give a shout out to my good buddy, uh, Lauren Marks. She is an artist on Instagram. She uh, has an Etsy, Laura Marks, and she also has a book called Sacred Decay. Her stuff is just so beautiful. We have uh, probably like six of her prints at this point. Uh, she mailed us um, a few for free. Because I helped her out with like uh, getting a mic. She was supposed to do a podcast thing. So we started chatting. She's just a really, really cool person. Um, shares a lot of the same kind of love for things that we at uh, Say Love Satan love. But check out her work. It's kind of like um, at, like dead or dying animals mixed with like uh, nature. Yeah. I guess is the gorgeous. best way to put, put it. It is so intricate, the detail. She spends so much fucking time working on a lot of these uh, pieces. And they're just all so gorgeous. I would have every one of her fucking prints. But if you would, uh, you know, don't have room for any prints, her book is still available. You could get that. Um, support your artist, man. Support, especially people out there that are just doing great work and you feel strongly about. Give them some of your hard-earned money. Fuck yeah. Buy her a coffee. Anything. Check her out on Instagram. Check out her Etsy. If you like, if you dig, buy some prints. She's got big prints. She's got small prints and actually very fairly priced stuff. Sometimes you see like some of these like 24 by 36 um, prints and artists are like char charging like $200 for them. And you're like, I really like this, but this just seems like a little too much for a print. Her stuff's not like that. Very fairly priced. Um, and just the quality of the prints are just vibrant and beautiful. So check her out. Uh, we will be coming at you next with our Goonies episode. Uh, don't think anything else will be coming out before then, but you never know. Uh, until next time, we will see you again in the cities of sin on Sodom and Gomorrah. Because of the end of civilization, the Clamp Cable Network now leaves the air. We hope you have enjoyed our programming, but more importantly... We hope you have enjoyed life.